Hey, this is uh, magic artist Eric Deschamps, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Yar! Avast you, mateys! Brought to you by Good Games. It's a land for real. Is you alive or is you dead? dead? Some folks are playing approach control, the rest are ramming up red. red. In a draft, we's going tribal, dino survival against your rival. But for this pirate life you live, gives treachery. A two, two for three, Captain Lannery, cheating, beating. And if it's MTG, it'd be the same thing. So see you all after. Here comes Regisaur Alpha. Alpha. And if you're winning at standard, you'd be Seven Land Hand. Oh, smashed it. Oh, sorry, it's more like a blunderbuss, right? Oh, no, it's bad. Boom. Long put- pause, freeloading, <laughs> yeah. black powder. I can put my big vapor drop back in yeah. there. All right, less outcast and more cast out. Oh, it's, uh, You can't touch oh, this. Aaron Carnage Tyrant Graham. Okay. Can't touch this. See how I did that? So, yeah. I blended MC Hammer, bad rap, I know, but MC Hammer can't touch this with Carnage Tyrant because you can't touch Carnage Tyrant. Oh, wow. Hexproof, can't be countered. These <laughs> jokes are deep. So many levels. And straight out of contempt, Kai uh, <laughs> Vraska Griffiths. I like, I'm, I'm very it's happy good. with the comparison of Vraska. Straight out of contempt. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm is there a car just called Contempt is- at the moment? Sorry? Is there a card just called Contempt? Vraska's Contempt. Contempt. Of course. Yeah, we're going to end the pod now because I've peaked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, what's been happening in your respective worlds of geek this month? While uh, apart from oh, witnessing playing a lot of local multiplayer game Overcooked on the Switch, oh, where yeah. you each control oh. a little a little chef. Sorry, hang on. Say, say that. Say that one more time. The, the what? On the Switch. <laughs> uh, no, say it again. On the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you say it, it makes me laugh every time. I also, I Can... bought FIFA 18 for the, for the Nintendo Switch, and my friend's like, this is FIFA 17, but with a new skin on it. I was oh, like, always... oh, no! But it's always like No, that, this is one it? of the ones they retooled for the consoles, so it's got new, a new engine. Okay, so. cool, cool. But not on the Switch, though. It's FIFA 17. <laughs> what did you say? Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Um, oh, it's so good. Uh, Overcooked is this mm. really fantastic local multiplayer game. You have to work cooperatively as little chefs in the kitchen. Uh, David's <laughs> just going to laugh at my banal game yeah. subject And then you choices. get to do some patchwork yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and then you sew a quilt. Yeah. No, you, it's, it's you should, hectic. You should hear the screaming. I've, I've watched like um, streams of people playing them on it's, YouTube and stuff. Stop burning the onions! Stop burning the onions! <laughs> this is Overcooked. Like, yeah, yeah, one of them's like, like one of the things is where... Like someone's driving the truck and you have to keep the truck yeah, steady so while people are cooking in the so back. The, the ingredients are in the top truck and you're in the bottom truck cooking the stuff. And then you you can only deliver it in the top truck. So you need to jump from truck to truck with like an onion and then cut it on the board and then throw it to the other guy. It's it's crazy. You it's could like just hectic. go and get a job at McDonald's and get yelled at. But you can't. McDonald's are on moving trucks and stuff. And there's one on a pirate ship. So as the pirate ship sways, okay. all your benches that you're cutting your vegetables on are swaying oh. all over the place. And so you've got to like, give ingredients. Like so it's a multiplayer online game? Or uh, multiplayer no, it's, it's the local, Twitch thing. Local Switch only. Thing. Yeah, okay. So you've got four controls <laughs> on the same screen. It is <laughs> the most fun I've had playing a, a multiplayer game in ages. Yeah. I almost weed myself laughing on the... There's one on like ice flows and and you, and you skid across the thing and just holding an onion and everyone's watching someone with a finished plate of food that it's taking you like a minute to finish <laughs> a minute and then oh it's a, a long like time a it's like five minute rounds isn't it yeah like, five <laughs> minute rounds you got to deliver like ten and and someone goes 
get that fish and chips plated. We need it like out right now. <laughs> and then someone's just holding it and they're waiting for this ice floe to go and they go and they just slip into the river and everyone's like... <laughs> <laughs> so I, funny yeah. it's this, really intense this is right up your alley isn't it's it this right is everything about perfect. every board game you've recommended to me in the last <laughs> year and a half that's been about banal stuff yeah. this is the video game of that but it does sound actually intriguingly it's good very fun. very very fun I, I will have to bring my Switch sometime and we'll have to play it. it is hilarious well we can definitely rely on like Aaron to recommend like board games that are like oh you have a little cottage and you <laughs> grow some carrots <laughs> and cabbages and you gotta keep the bugs off your cabbages and then this it's like just I play this game where you, where you chop up onions and then you saute them and you have yeah. to Mix them with your friends, like you know, mm. cooked beef to like. Yeah, you have to talk about it. You yeah, have to discuss your. Or you, or you wake up in the morning, you've got a bit of a cold or a flu, and you get into your work clothes, and you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I should go, mm. but then you decide to, and you've got to drive all the way there. And then when you get there, someone's like stolen your pen off your desk, and, oh, yeah. and you go look for post-it this notes. This sounds great. And then you get post-it notes, and you come back and go, How do you oh, score oh, pen oh, that I was How do you score victory points? I've played um, this. It's called capitalism. Oh, you, you, you get never home do. at the end of the day. <laughs> no, yeah, you, you, you get home at the end of the day, and you do the same thing for the rest of your life. In life or in the game. It's, yeah, it's the same thing. Are you, in that joking community, and they're like, "Oh, Troy and Abbott, what have you been doing? Like all, uh, like all summer <laughs> holidays? And like, we have played this amazing video game. You can do. It's a world. You can do anything. You can go to work. You can do your taxes, but don't get audited. And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh that sounds it. really this horrible." Is it. Youth is wasted on the young. This is a perfect segue. I've been spending my time recently playing something that is very horrible but very engaging. I've started playing Dark Souls 3. Um, uh, and uh, well, I played yeah. Bloodborne. And to be honest, to, to definitely toot my own horn at like loud level two. eldritch volumes. Um, eldritch volumes. <laughs> uh, I have a knack for these games, I think. Uh, Bloodborne, my first run through the game, I completed all bosses, uh, including optional bosses that have like hitboxes like houses, these huge eldritch horrors. In the final boss fight, I fully went into my menu, which does not pause the game, to equip the items that you need to consume during the fight to trigger the true ending. Smash the true ending first time. Like, what? I'm good this at this a, stuff. This is like a disgustingly hard... Yeah, like, and I'm into it because he didn't say uh, there was no threat of burning onions or oh, dicing no, tomatoes. That oh, no. the, the boss, oh. the final boss was a giant spaghetti monster you have to feed salads <laughs> Dark to. Souls 3, the spaghetti monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, actually, the final boss of Bloodborne is called the Moon Presence and it is mostly made of huge waving tentacles. But Dark Souls 3 being much more uh, close. medieval mm. fantasy kind of stuff, um, I'm having a good old time. Of uh, I haven't beaten any Not of the serious bosses. i to describe Dark Souls 3 effort before. Oh, I'm having a good old time. It's... Just what? rolling, just combat rolling, just for an hour. Yeah. Just and because, because I have a claymore, I get like halfway over my roll and then my character goes like, like on their shoulder blades, like really uncomfortably and then finishes the roll. It's like, and then I finish the roll. Yeah. This, this has been a week of uh, two trailers that have come out and Satellite Hand. We've ignored both. Usually we would have posted both on the site, but we oh. figured they're everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you want to start first? Tell we'll me all start. about the Star Wars one because I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay, so Star Wars came out. And, Should uh, we just pause the podcast so we can watch the trailer? <laughs> yeah. So Star no, Wars we'll came just out. Sort of paint your word picture. It was uh, Luke Skywalker. There was uh, Rey. Um, mm. There was a lightsaber. There was, Rey and um, Luke are talking on the island and she's yeah. doing what looks like... 
exercises. Oh, yeah. There yeah. are lots of normal colours, and then there's a strong, strong theme of red yeah. all of a sudden, which people like, are getting really excited about. Because there's some weird desert that these speeders are going across, and it's bringing up this yeah. huge red crimson smoke behind it. That seems to be like a running motif, though, because there was also the rebel fighters going along the water in the yeah. last one, yeah. this whole like yeah. going along, spraying so up stuff behind. So red clouds coming, and you see this awesome, this fantastic panic. I can't wait to see oh, it. And the, new, and the new AT-ATs that have weird kind of like gorilla knuckle walking yeah, front uh-huh. feet. Oh, like, okay. what's up with that? Like, mm. And uh, there's a new uh, TIE fighter that Kylo Ren's looks like he's going to yeah. shoot his mum with. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. Well, they do need awesome. to write her out kind of early Why? in the movie. Why? Oh, no, she'd actually... Fi- no, they'd filmed most of that before she yeah, died, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but it looks it looks a bit of it seems like all right. I've done dad. Now mum's next. It looks a yeah, bit a little bit like, like that. I yeah. guess this is all I have left as options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty committed to the dark side now. That I've shanked my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm still on that I'm still on that thrust of uh, we were all very excited about Star Wars when it came out because it was nothing else like it. So it's very hard to live up to that. Mm. Um, but I'm still expecting. I still want something good. You still want? Did you, I can't remember. You liked seven, right? I'm not so sure anymore. I don't know. I, like, I, I, I watched um, Rogue, Rogue One recently and I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's like there's nothing wrong with watching it just to enjoy it. I watched seven, I've seen it three times now, and, and each time I've just been like, this is a fantastic action-adventure movie in space set in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And that's kind of just what you want, right? Much, it was right? a retell of episode four, kind of. But this is new territory. Mm. So this is the one I'm truly excited about. I'm in the same boat. I was very lax. I'm like, when people... I talk about geeky stuff, people are like, oh, like Star Trek and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that stuff exists and I kind of like it, but I'm not super into it. And I've always been like, yeah. I was Star- as a kid, I was super into Star Wars. But I agreed totally with one of the joke things that was like, did you love like A New Hope? Then you will love Episode yeah. 7. Because <laughs> it is A New that? Hope with new people and some yeah. of them are older. I'm uh, but I'm in the same boat after finally watching it with a friend just one afternoon. We were just like, well, so you want to play a video game or whatever? And I was like, oh, well, when I came over, you were like halfway through that. So if you don't mind restarting, because I haven't seen it yet. And we just watched it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty good. I guess. Like, through their eyes, I suppose, didn't you? Well, they, he's very, very good at not like being like, huh? huh? Like before cool mm. stuff happens. Also, because oh, he'd watched it like four times already by then. So it was just um, just oh, hanging he out. The, he was the one that hadn't seen it. Or you were the no, one. No, I was the one that hadn't seen oh, it. Oh, so uh, I saw it, God, like nine months after it came out. And, uh, and I'm in the same boat now that I'm like, even without seeing this trailer, I'm like, now I'm interested because. Yeah. This is a thing that I've seen a lot of, and it's just got. Yeah. It is just such a big cultural force. It's like you have to be interested now. It's that huge. Yeah. It's like it's almost, almost like Marvel, bigger than Marvel stuff, probably because it's run like, longer. It actually, I, is bigger than Marvel. I loved Star Wars, and I never really got into Star Trek. I watched all of the Next Generation, but I never really got into it. And ne- I'm not invested as much in Star Trek as I am in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And but what I did get from Episode Seven that I remember was there was lots of scenes where it just looked like here's a, a high school production with some amazingly big spaceships in the background. You know, like Princess Leia out in the out, outside the hangar, that that sort of environment really oh, looked like sure, it was just yeah. kind of community theatre. It didn't look like, whoa, spectacular, awesome uh, visuals. Yeah, and it, like, but I really liked that they were not super reliant on all the CGI and they mm. looked at, they had aliens that were like practical effects and they yeah. had still really big, gorgeous shots of Star Destroyers being destroyed. But um, I... I saw it, I think the second time I saw it, I watched it with Jess, who has not watched any of the Star Wars movies and doesn't would say she doesn't like that kind of thing. And she's like, that was just, it was exciting. I cared about yeah. the characters. There were strong female characters. Uh, th- there were, like, ups and downs. And if she hadn't seen, she didn't wouldn't have known the plot of Episode Four. she just 
really, really enjoyed it just yeah. as, a, as a movie. Which and is what that it was, was about. It was about introducing people like that to yeah. the new franchise. And so this episode eight's going to make a... Well, not make a break. I think I'm going to enjoy it almost regardless of what happens. Oh, they, it'll take so much money, it can't break it. It's, the, it's yeah. like the too big to fail yeah. light metaphor. <laughs> That's what we were saying on the Board Games podcast. We were, I don't know what it was. Like it was a Marvel movie or Star Wars. And we're going, oh, really? Are we doing this again? And it's like, but you'll yep. go and see it, won't you? Yeah, yes. of course I will. Will you see it in the movies or will you wait for it to come out? I'll see it at the movies. Mm-hmm. There's no two ways about it. And uh, and now onto something that I won't see at the movies. Are you about to bring up the Justice League trailer? Yeah, I was. Just one more thing on, okay, Star, yeah. on Star Trek Episode Seven. I was going to say the most uh, the longest lasting visual from that that I love, and I wish they'd get into more of this kind of stuff. Is Ray abseiling through the, oh, the crash scavenger? Yeah. yeah, that sort of stuff's so cool. cool. I want to know what those sort of people are doing in the Star Wars universe. Not the big Jedi. But... Yeah, which I thought Rogue One was going to be more yeah. about, but they still had to go on a big adventure. I yeah, know there has to be a a story there Imagine, or something yeah. but <laughs> but, um, it, but yeah. then the action only works because you have those quiet bits like that was probably a good 20 minute oh not maybe not 20 minutes but that was a decent section of the movie that was spent on Ray's quiet like there's a lot of bits of that that have no dialogue until she plonks the stuff in front of the guy and he's like three slime burgers <laughs> or whatever <laughs> she eats those point, those activated yeah. mold things I think Lambus bread yeah mm. something like that and uh, and then she's like what like kind of thing. and then it just goes back to her making that and sitting silently and staring at the desert and wearing her helmet it's and just so eating the bread. Cool. It's just it's like quiet. You, like I, I love that the quiet like uh, mm. bits. And, and then you value the pew 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 because it's a contrast. Yeah, exactly. And we we're talking about two earlier on. I reckon that's what they're all about. Yeah. Justice League. They oh, were, man. I have watched this the, trailer. You have? Because that's I where I saw it. Because oh. I want to go see it in the movies with an open mind. Because, <laughs> because I liked Wonder Woman so damn much. Well, that's, that's what got... <laughs> look, there was two things... Like, we'll spoil it for you now. Don't worry about it. But right, okay. <laughs> well, that was the first thing that grabbed me. As soon as that starts, Wonder Woman's there and she does some kind of face... And you just like, I was just in again. I'm just like, she's amazing. I'm not yeah. saying that because she's super hot. She is. She's just the perfect casting for that yeah. role because it's so hard to get Wonder Woman right, I reckon. And Gal Gadot absolutely fucking nailed it. And as soon as you see her at the beginning of this trailer, you're like, awesome, she's in it again. Yeah. This is going to be great. And uh, then you can see that rejig- a bit of that rejiggering in the trailer. So this is technically Justice League trailer two. Okay. And I went and watched trailer one as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is a bit more focused on he won't be the real villain because these movies don't ever have the real villain in the trailer. He um, well, they you, did co- it, you cover they your ears. No, no, no. But I, I don't care about this one because they did it so uh, egregiously. Is egregiously when they do it really bad. That's what yeah, I really. Just they did it you cannot miss it. in Batman vs Superman where they're like Lex Luthor's the bad guy. Also, Doomsday's there, and I was like, "You just ruined the yeah. reveal of the last." <laughs> yeah. Big Whereas this one's been like, Steppenwolf is the enemy. This guy, the, the horned dude, is apparently called Steppenwolf, which I can't figure out why he is named. That. Like, and he's Batman, probably just into the band. Have you seen Batman vs Superman? Is a steaming pile of trash. Oh. Like the the one that came out in movies and that I watched more recently is bad. It's I'm, I'm deaf at any Superman story because I just think what are you ever worrying for in Superman? You're only ever well, worried a, about a Clark Kent. A spear made of Krypton. Is what it was. Yeah, it's always a it's Krypton It's so contrived, knife. isn't yeah, it? But, uh, you're only ever worried about Clark Kent getting caught out or something like that happening. Yeah. And that's there's a cool uh, little idea where um, Superman is the dis- Superman's disguise, Clark Kent's the disguise. Uh, forgotten. But um, yeah, it's you never have to worry about Superman. Mm. Never. Because he's just friggin' died. They showed him in the trail. He's alive, knocking around the place. Oh. He's not 
not going to die. Well, though. they kind of make it look like it's Lois's dream or something, and she like reaches no. over this empty bed next to her. But sure. I wonder no. if they're going to do gonna... the because I think in the original Death of Superman, when he comes back, he is actually there's four different versions of him yeah. There's Robo, imposters. and then there's Elvis alternate timeline, and alternate timeline is like yeah, just kill the bad guys, <laughs> like, yeah. kind and of thing. Like, oh, uh, and then no. there's Bizarro, who's like zombie yeah. Superman from another universe uh, and stuff Sex like that. Superman, exactly but i i love something that was said about man of steel about why this current superman sucks so much is that because there's a couple of things that happen in the soundtrack there's never any silence so things that are supposed to really hit you don't because the whole movie is oh, okay. there's even a hum after he kills zod and he's also never left alone um there's never leaving that moment which should be like the emotional like nadir of that movie you should be kind of you should be on his side that's like the climax of the movie that he has had to kill the last member of his species like or his you know people right. in this terrible situation and he's like ah! and it's literally like one mississippi two mississippi <laughs> cuddle from lois right. and there's good. no they never let anything breathe and you don't you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. got this rushed kind of spectacle. I guess the Zat is made that's like a like Zack Snyder Batman movie. Superman was... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's the director that's... He's got the style, which is like... Oh, non-stop. And it's just like, what? What's happening? This is a dream sequence? This is pointless. Like, what is the point of this? And I've heard that it got kind of ravaged in editing, but... Still, like, I don't want to go watch a director's cut of a movie that was actively bad and unpleasant to yeah. watch. And, then, like, and even same thing with Suicide Squad. They're like, oh, the extended cut on the Blu-ray is makes more goes sense from four out of ten to five out of ten. It is better, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, like, yeah, that's not what I want to spend time. But even, I mean, going back a million years, um, Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner, right? I'd never seen oh. the director's cut with all of the dream sequences of this unicorn. And no narration. Apparently the original theatrical cut's narrated by Harrison Ford to tell you everything that's happening. I can't remember that. but I got told now, this the other day by a person. Now, story. director's cut has all that kind of stuff. And it seems to be like that's the one that they throw out there. If you stumble across Blade Runner, you'll get the one with all these dream sequences. Normally I'm against dream sequences. Mm-hmm. But this connects all the dots for you. So you actually get this whole slap across the face and can... Oh shit! Is Harrison Ford's character is is he a replicant as well? Mm-hmm. Like before, I was just like, I had no idea about that because yeah. I'd only ever seen this this other version of it, and it's it's two different movies. It's, mm. It go it goes from like a wow, that's a cool, I love the world, about a bit of action, six, seven, eight out of probably seven out of ten. I wasn't massively mm-hmm. taken by it. I, I loved it, but only because I kind of had to, and you know, mm. it was there. But then when I saw that, I was just like, whoa, this is fantastic! And it was like nine out of ten movies. I can't, I can't remember any. Movies that I've seen where it's really changed by yeah, me that much. Yeah. But um, to to drive way back around to the Justice League trailer, the <laughs> yes, new yes, one yes, yes. that I actually want to talk about, something that I'm worried about in it is that it has what a lot of the DC movies have had so far. Even in this trailer, it has what you call like a needle drop soundtrack that's like, here's a cool song. Yeah, but here's another cool, cool song. And it, it has cool a song? cover of Heroes <laughs> by David Bowie. Oh, Gang of Youths did it, didn't And I'm um, a bit like... I'm not, like, religious about David Bowie, and I'm not even, like, oh, leave the work of the dead alone. That's just not true. I'll never tell anyone not to do it, but I feel like that's so on the nose, 
and and he time, died recently. Because of the timing, but also like we can be heroes. Like it's like uh, it's kind of, just kind of them winking at it so widely that it's like Ugh. yeah, like huh? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can be heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're not doing it like to it's be exactly. serious, but we're kind of doing it as a trailer. It's like the execs read the lyrics and went, "Oh, that's got we could be heroes in it. We've got a heroes movie. Get it in there." Because the version of the song takes away all that is good about that. It's mm. like the the way the when the way Bowie sings it, and he, he doesn't know if he like changes key or, or something like that, but he, he really lifts the song. Mm. This is like a really morose kind of, oh, he can be heroes kind of thing. And it's not going to have that. And that's the bit that really clinches that. No, it's not I the fact that he's saying we could be heroes, all this bad shit's going on, but we could rise above it. Oh, so, if it's a, so I haven't seen the trailer yet. It's almost like red poetry now. Uh, I see. Uh, like, that seems more like a DC thing to do, which is like get a band to do a down... A downbeat version of it to to make grim, it like, grim it up, like yeah, yeah, to grim it up, but with something that's like a little bit. Oh, is that David Bowie's Heroes? But sung really sadly. Wow, that's <laughs> really different. I've never thought about it like that before. And you're like, come on, like it, it treats you. These movies treat you like an idiot. Mm. And at least Marvel are like having fun with it, whereas DC are like, oh, I'm gonna have it's a like serious. A- superhero dark time because like they thought the Dark Knight. The only yeah. good thing about the Dark Knight was that it was. Grim. The, the last couple of things that, that I'll say on this is I, I totally agree. And it's like, I, I feel like, number one, Marvel have like almost heard that thing of like, there's three levels to jokes, but I think this applies to storytelling around this stuff as well, where it's like, anyone can get it. If you have a bit of knowledge, you get it. And if you're expert, oh. you get it. Like the winks about like, oh, that's Captain America's shield on his workbench there, like in Iron Man 1. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Uh, you know, if you're really watching and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, DC just like slapping everyone with this stuff. Um, slapping everyone over the head with too yeah, much like, knowledge. Yeah, like, oh, it's grim, yeah. oh, it's dark. Um, yeah. I've said in the, my second thing is I've said in the past that DC have missed a huge opportunity they should have done uh, just to shake it up. All the, um, all the strange uh, ones like Red Sun, like what if Superman crashed in Soviet Russia and there's like a similar version for Wonder Woman and, and things like that. But the last thing I'll say is they're already, uh, I know the twist in Justice League from the, <laughs> the first trailer, trailer oh. because Steppenwolf, I imagine it's a big dark evil voice, no, but he is Emissary of Apocalypse. Uh, that's just known. Is saying like, Earth has no more protectors, <laughs> yeah. no lantern, time for war. So I'm something like that, and I'm like, oh, Green Lantern's going to turn up at the end of the movie. Oh. And be like, Pshh! And save them all from something. Yeah, somehow they've kept a casting of the Green Lantern under wraps, but Green Lantern will turn up. I bet okay. money. Or Martian Manhunter. There you go. You hear it all here at uh, Seven Lane. That would be interesting. But... You hear it all here at Seven Lane Hand first, like when I predicted the entire Wonder Woman um, script on, on live on air. Live on air. Yeah. Uh, so that's that done. We've covered uh, just Weekend week. Geek. So much work, Weekend Geek. We didn't even cover half of it, but uh, we'll end it there and we'll be right back with some more with your listener questions. Advert. Advert. Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and the chance to win the game that we review. This month, it's Unearth. Unearth. In October, and whilst Ducks last, Good Games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off Unearth. All you have to do is get into your local Good Games store before the end of next week, dig a copy of Unearth off the shelves, and state the password. Can you dig it? That was Shit. this October. That was loud, is what that was. Uh, can you dig it? And I think <laughs> before the end of next week, I think that might be we've messed before up. Before the, the end of then. this month. This end of this month, yeah, yeah. You've got all of October. And now, yeah. let's dig some listener questions out of the internet. Oh, let's dig it. Let's dig some of them. Can you dig it? I can. 
Listener questions. Listener questions. Listener questions. These are the uh, questions responding to the Buster Booster post that we put out a uh, couple, couple of hours after before every podcast. Usually we go, oh shit, we have, we've got to do the post. <laughs> do you want to ask us a question? So thanks to everyone who got on board. We've got uh, about 10 of them today. Uh, starting with Gary Oak Lee. Are tribes other than pirates, dinos, and merfolks, in brackets, cats, aetherborn, zombies, close brackets, relevant or viable, or the synergies of the Ixalan tribes are so strong that other tribes can't keep up? I think we would have, say, uh, what were the examples he gave outside of Ixalan? Aetherborn, cats. Aetherborn, cats, and zombies, and which zombies. have all taken it in the nuts yeah, recently, so like, haven't they? They printed a pretty generic lord in Metallic Mimic in Aether Revolt, and we're not going to see cats... Uh, Aetherborn or zombies in, no! in Ixalan at Bring back all. Zombies. But what they could do, and <laughs> yeah. what we saw them do in Innistrad, was they'd put it in the set after. So, so we might see cats and zombies in the set in, Domin- yeah. in Dominaria. Aetherborn, maybe not. Though, Aetherborn, right? uh, Calidus specific. No. There, yeah. Yeah. But they could be there in the core set. The because in the mention- core set, anything is fair game. Yeah, like Minotaurs will be. Minotaurs. That's the one that always just always just floating around. And, always and goblins. Though. There might be slivers as well because Dominaria, mm. where slivers are from. Are there enough know. troll cards now to play sub? You know, a troll troll, troll in modern or something. Troll yeah. tribal. There's plenty on the internet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alex of Bright. Man, that name sounds familiar. Mm. Hey, he's Mr. Um, Level, Level Up, up Dice. Dice. Wow. He's, uh, he's asked, he's chimed in, he said, uh, is there now enough dinosaurs for a proper EDH deck, or is it better to wait for the next set to round off the Dino EDH? I think you can make the Dino EDH now because they've actually gone back and changed a lot of cards like Imperiosaur and anything that has Raptor in the name to be creature type dinosaur, but oh. they w- don't say it on the card. Oh, so it's like errata? It's been errata uh. for them to have the dinosaur subtype. Okay, that's interesting. So then. you can do it, but a yeah. lot of them are pretty marginal, like draft, common So chaff. there are going to be a few dragony type creatures that are now dinosaur raptor type uh, things? No, they, they were creature type lizard before, so they mm. weren't dragons. Okay. They were creature type lizard. Uh, and lizard men? Dino men? No, they're no. Just di- they, they were just dinosaurs and everything apart from creature type. It's but now that they've introduced confusing. dinosaurs as a type... Uh, you can, I, I guess, but you'll mostly just want to play the good excellent ones. Yeah, but you want to do it for fun as well. So oh, get, course, get the whole yeah. dino there's, deck going. There's enough yeah. now. Yes, so is the, the answer. Yes, is the answer. Megzi King, uh, do you think Wizards are trying to make Tribal viable in Standard and grow interest in the format again? Uh, dinosaurs and pirates have the tools to, to make Standard decks viable. Like, dinosaurs... If you just look at Regisaur Alpha... It's a good question. It's clearly, clearly pushed yeah. to, to play in standard. I think as well that we have to acknowledge that there's kind of two types of standard. There's standard of people who come and play with strangers and, and are trying to win, and then there is standard where people are following directives of no more than four of a type of card, minimum 60, but they're playing casually, they're playing kitchen table magic. Like, there's standard as a guide for building decks, and there's standard as a competition format, and I think we have Definitely. to understand that that's that definitely services new people coming in and new people learning mm. things. I mean, like, oh, sweet, this is a deck that's full of dinosaurs, uh, dinosaurs or full of, mm. you know, pirates. And Oh, yeah, pirates. Boo, boo, boo. Like, it sort of gets back to what Alex was saying. It's like, can I build an EDH deck for fun? Or do I want to be competitive? Yeah. Or can I build one for standard for fun? Definitely. But am I going to be competitive? Probably not. Like a pirate or dinosaur deck, uh, they're both missing a few tools at a few converted mana costs to make them, like, competitive... Hmm. Like level, like they're not going to be winning a pro tour anytime soon. But you could crush an F and M with a really good pirate or dinosaur deck. Yeah. Uh, vampires are missing a lot of stuff, and Merfolk are 
probably on the cusp, but Ugh. they're a little bit Nobody cares fragile. about merfolk. Got smashed by merfolk counters deck in draft, though. Yeah, Ugh, that's counters. Scary. Merfolk are like the artifacts of creatures. <laughs> you know, when you just oh, you open up a deck and you're like uh, a booster and it's got a merfolk in there, you just sort of throw it one side. <laughs> sure. It's like open up an artifact. Yeah, nah, it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> that's a waste of a card. I love artifacts. But I, th- I think, tri- uh, unless someone else is going to cover it, I think the tribal stuff is all about drafting, isn't it? They're like all about yeah. uh, combo stuff. Uh, Donald Sutherland, uh, what do you think the immortal sun is? Ah. Oh, yeah, Kai's gone straight with As the signs here. I think I've become a bit of the law <laughs> the master, law master. Uh, yeah, yeah. recently. L- law, not law, not law master, law, law. master, yeah. law um, master. There is a dis- the shapers talk about it being brought. It was previously guarded by the monks of Torazon, where the Dusk Legion are from, uh, and they talk about it being brought there by. There is a description I think comes from a pirate that what, says dragged into the sky. Well, it was or brought the, to Oscanta, oh, and it's the, it's the, it's the treasure artifact. they're looking for right. in the city of gold. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he told the merfolk, "This is a super powerful thing. Don't you ever, don't you ever use it. Make sure no one ever touches this ever again." And they call this being the last guardian, uh, I guess, of the treasure. But the pirates, or there's some comment made that it's been brought from Torazon. I think it's some kind of mineral. I think it's going to be some kind of nugget or gemstone because it, I don't think it's going to be overtly Aztec or like um, uh, uh, Sun Empire in appearance because it's being looked after by the merfolk who are not so it's going that to be same kind of aesthetic. Like th- at the end of uh, the terrible Indiana Jones movie, where they're like, "What is all of this weird Aztec temple protecting?" An alien artifact. This sounds like devotional over again. It's like, how many immortal sun vibes have you collected? <laughs> yeah. like, bang, bang, bang. When it's a battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Or um, it's going to be some... For, to what end, though, the mineral? Um, I think, uh, given that Vraska was... Oh, I want to talk about this as a proper segment, but Vraska is told <laughs> to find it by a very important individual at the moment and was... Oh, had a, had a Yep, and had a spell implanted in her head and he was like, cast this spell, it will seek out the right person to come and fetch it when you find it. I think it must be a mineral because I think, well, Tezzeret's been sent to go tell Ralzeric something, okay. and I think Ralzeric is the one that's copied the um, uh, the uh, I want to say voice gate, the planar, porta- the, the, the planar portal, gate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be something about that. There you go. There was Kai with uh, Fiction Minute. Uh, William Owie, William, he's from uh, at GG's over east somewhere, isn't he? William, William. Oh, I recognise uh, him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, will we get enough? This is a good question, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Laughing aloud, lolling while you were uh, answering the previous question. <laughs> will we get enough equipment in the next set that can completely dress up a creature as a pirate? <laughs> oh, like cutlass and hat and yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, I want that. That's I, good. I patch. Pirates pant, uh, peg leg. Yes. Oh, no, it'll be like enchantment peg leg. Put a minus one, minus one counter on this creature, but then it gets like... Vigilance, like it doesn't fall over. Yeah, vigilance. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it doesn't fall over anymore. It's genius. Uh, Yes. A tricorn, what would a tricorn do? Um, Well, tricorns make you jaunty and they they keep the sun off. Maybe uh, hexproof, maybe it's like... Hexproof? Maybe it keeps the immortal sun off. Oh. Yeah. Destroy target artifact when pirate's hat enters the bath. No, that's a <laughs> whenever, whenever mineral artifacts are played. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, I played itself. a draft game the other day where I got stuck on lands and my opponent went two drop pirate, pirate's cutlass on turn three, pirate's cutlass on turn four, pirate's cutlass on turn five. And I was just like, that doesn't make 
any sense. <laughs> he likes just, his like, holding, No, it's just holding like. I was going to say, and it was Regisaur Alpha with little with little T Rex arms. <laughs> Jasmine Dye has asked, why are people raving about sexy Jace when Kapala is the real hunk of the release? And uh, she's posted a picture of Kapala right there. He's pretty sexy. Kapala is ripped. Yeah, yeah. Totally well, ripped. they swim his... all the time. Yeah, yeah it's because weird. And he's wearing, he's confident, he's got a skirt on, he doesn't care. He's, yeah. he's happy he's with like that. A, they're the scut. Murfolk of the Scotsman of... Uh, yeah, an emerald-type things floating around his head. Yeah, he is, he is banging. Um, <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. He, he just smells a little fishy for me. Oh, is he a bit smelly? Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. So that's he's probably why. warden of the waves, but, you know, he's not... He's but then Jace, what's, what's Jace going to smell of? Jace is looking hot. Like, no. Like, yeah, but no, 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 he, no. This is the most actually, like, handsome that he's looked mm. on a card. Maybe they're trying to do some kind of pivot with him as a character that he's I, not going to be all like... I think so. Like, scummy hoodie all the time. I wish they would just get the same artist to draw the same character. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, yeah, exactly. you look at the How magic arena Gideon? thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, what age is he? Yes. All, all, the <laughs> all of them. It's all the age. Yeah. Um, Jace, like, he, he ranges from looking like a, like, very young to about 40 and then just really world-weary and other times he's just... But in this His one, he looks like a roguish... Now? He's, no, he's got brown hair. He's brown. brown. Yeah, but, like, but like sun bleached. He's had sun black all the time. Yeah. And then when he looked like an anime character. Yeah, that was weird. In too. the non anime version of himself. Yeah. I'm with you, Jasmine. Die. You, it's Kapala, up to you. though, yeah. Yeah, you've got to go with Kapala. He'll smell like fish, but I think Jace will smell like dead, wet cats. <laughs> yeah. He's going to smell like a pirate. And, a, and student yeah. and male student Scurvy's apartment not units. good for your breath either. No. So yeah. Jace will be nasty. He can just illusion all those teeth back in, though. When and you Jace, lose them from and Jace is stupid. That's a good comeback, just isn't it? Dumb dumb. He's a dumb dumb. All right, Connor Jonath. Is Revel and Riches a viable alternative win condition in the current standard meta like approach? Uh, you have to be going pretty deep in the treasures hole because there's not enough clues or any any random artifacts lying around now. You can do it with Tezzeret. I've seen a few builds like this. <clears throat> you have to have Revel and Riches out which is you win the game at the beginning of your turn if you have 10 or more treasures. Right. And then you have to do something like spell swindle, a big spell, which counters a spell, then you make that many treasures according to its oh, mana cost. Yeah. It's just like, it's too many like holes to jump through. If you're playing a five mana counter spell that gives you a bunch of treasures, you may as well play something like Torrential Gearhawk or Scarab God, but it is, you, you sure could. That's the answer. <laughs> yeah, if you want. That's our answer to all the questions tonight is you sure could. Yes. Always you can. Jamie Lawrence. He sounds familiar. Which legendary Ixalan creature do you think makes the most interesting commander? Oh, the um, Tishana. The, the blue-green one. Mm. I used to play a Prime Speaker Zagana blue-green deck, which you draw cards equal to its uh, power when it comes into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was as big as the other biggest creature that you had. And Tishana says you have no maximum hand size, her parent toughness are equal to the number of cards in your hand, and when she enters, you draw cards equal to the number of creatures you control, and those are always the kind <laughs> Far of... Out. yeah. Always the kind of uh, decks that I've liked playing. Just go wide with a bunch That's of silly creatures. Card. Very, it costs oh. seven. But in yeah. Commander, like, you play on to four, and you're like, what? <laughs> draw nine. That's, okay, uh, Alcane's getting straight to the... Uh, straight to the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. Fave New Tribe in Standard. We, I think we've done that, haven't we? Trilobite. Tri- fave Chupacabra. new tribe. Yeah, tribe. Tribe. Yeah. Trilobite. They've printed the first trilobite in Magic. Oh, okay. What does yeah. that do? It's, Just sort uh, of you trip so over it and do Blue one for a 0-3. You can pay 7 and a blue and tap it to draw 3 cards. 
All right, moving right along. Andrew. I'm setting my. I'm going turn one short keeper, <laughs> turn two metallic mimic, set to trilobite. Yeah. So it's, it's and then you play well, two. You play yeah. two short keepers and then one threes and, and then one fours and then when you've got eight mana, cut sick. Yeah, draw three cards <laughs> every single time. <laughs> Andrew, What's yours? Chupacabra. Chupacabra also with you. <laughs> yeah, you just like that from the name. That was it. That was just it. like... Yeah. So, oh, what's man. your favourite tribe in Exiland? I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Like, there's a chupacabra, oh, lurking chupacabra. There's, there's merfolk, vampires, yeah, yeah, pirates, yeah. dinosaurs, which Got are that. the tribes. Yes. So we're just being silly and saying yeah. the ones that they've printed one of in this set. I can't believe you're being silly on this podcast. <laughs> being silly. Yeah. I'm vampires all the way. Vampires. Uh, well, that's they said. He said new tribes. I'm also vampires, but he said new tribes. Vampires oh. are not a new tribe. Yeah, that's a good point. Murphy oh, are not a new tribe. So he's asking Murfolk. us to choose between pirates. dinosaurs, pirates, and uh, well, the sun and Rivals for Ixalan is going to be chupacabras versus trilobites. Uh, what if that is? What if the immortal, the immortal sun is a device for like cloning chupacabras? <laughs> yeah. It's like an evolution stone Pokemon. You just go like, Dong! and a chupacabra goes like, and there's two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Andrew Hunt's finishing off the questions with uh, perhaps a bad, badly grammared word selection here. Will there new planeswalkers in the next set? Will there new planeswalkers? Will, will there be any new planeswalkers in the next set? I imagine that Arn, uh, Arngarth, Arngarth, the Minotaur planeswalker who is depicted on Hijack in yeah. Exilam, will get a planeswalker card because Doesn't we haven't yeah. had a red black planeswalker in ages. Uh, oh, yeah, so a cool red black pirate planeswalker yeah. would be schmick. Uh, they've already established that he's a planeswalker, but he's just trapped on Exilan. Okay, uh, and there will. Uh, uh, who's your other spec for the other one? Um, maybe a weird Ra- maybe maybe Kapala, maybe Razeric. Oh, um, oh, I'm gonna... thinking, or whoever whoever Vraska is supposed to summon to come collect the Immortal Sun will be the other maybe one. Maybe weird Razeric. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe weird Razeric or um, or Razeric. Yeah, or Kapala. I'm really hoping they don't do. Jace, but with all his memories back. <clears throat> nah, nah, they, they wouldn't. Yeah. They but did you, say we're not going to print so many yeah. Gatewatch, so... Yeah. I think that, that's... That's, that's a very enough. wise. Stick, stick to that. All right, um, that was listening to questions. Uh, so we'll be right back, we'll bust the booster, and we'll give that booster to one of those, those questions. Easy done. Pick your favourite, see if you agree with our choice. Bust the booster! That's Bust the Booster Country Style. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we have it. Uh, is this our first Excellent Booster? First Excellent Booster. It is. Busted, yeah. Because last uh, episode we did was our final uh, Hour of Devastation Booster. Mm. Mm. See how the two connect? Yeah. All right, getting into it. Cracking that pack. Oh, it's a black one. It is. It's, oh, yeah. It's Kai's favorite. We're getting, oh, skittering heart stopper. Skittering We're getting heart stopper. straight into Skittering Heartstopper. One black for a one-two creature oh, insect. In you can pay one black mana. And get Skittering Heartstopper to give you Death Touch until end of turn. Whew. Defend with that. Uh, good, yeah, good. Yeah, I like putting equipment on it. Do you? Yeah. Like mm. Cutlass, death, death Touch Cutlass. Yeah, it's also just a one drop because you need to activate your raid early, which is really fantastic. Oh, too. yeah, yeah. So okay. you go play this turn one, attack it with a threat of Death Touch so they kind of can block it with their 2 2, and mm. then you can raid post combat after you don't give it Death Touch. Fantastic. Fathom Fleet Firebrand. There's one for the podcasters. Fathom Fleet Firebrand. One and a red and a lisp with a 2-2. Uh, he's a creature, human pirate, and, and he's got fire breathing. For one and a red? One, one and a red for plus one, plus zero until mm-hmm. end of turn. Yeah. Um, this is actually quite a strong card because yeah? you want to be a red-based... 
aggressive deck if you're pirates. So blue, red, or black, red. Uh, you're not blue, black as often. And th- b- b- because this picks up a cutlass really well. Uh, and also later... How does Cutlass work? So Cutlass is a three-mana artifact that when it enters, you equip it to a pirate you control. Yep. Um, And you can just equip it for two as well. But this... The fact that it's a two-drop that is aggressive early, and then later, they play a 6-6, you just pump it. Yeah. You pump it four times. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good good to just dump mana into later on if you don't have the right cards. Yeah. And flooding out in this format is bad, and having someone to put all your mana is is good. Mm. Oh, here's someone after my um, heart. It's uh, Skyblade of the Legion, one and a white. Uh. It's a one-three creature, vampire soldier. God, they're looking very sexy. Mm. Yeah. Been liking this one so far. Dynamic, yeah. It has flying, so it's a one-three with flying for two. Yeah, like uh, you, you want it in your vampires decks because you can pump your vampires yeah. and stuff, and also it blocks all these, yeah, you know, all the tutus and stuff. Uh, and there's merfolk that get flying for controlling another merfolk mm-hmm. and well, flying that, that dinosaurs, just blocking the, that flying. Yeah, exactly, mm. it's a great blocker, and it does a, chips away. Yeah, um, like if you'd show me this at the start of the set, it would have been like unplayable. But it suits the format very okay. well there's lots of two ones lots of two twos and this blocks them all day and that merfolk deck if they get the jump on you with that two one flyer and you have n- nothing like this is a great way to handle it hmm. uh just pulling a pirate and a forest off the back of the pack uh dire fleet hoarder one in a swamp and one on a black for a two one creature human pirate when dire fleet hoarder dies create a colorless treasure artifact token with tap sacrifice this artifact Add one mana of any colour to your mana pool. Yeah, this is it's okay. Um, the the s- things like the Fathom Fleet Firebrand are hmm. a lot more powerful because you can because they're better the later you go. You're and not hoping for them to die. No, to exactly. So sometimes I've wanted this to die so that I can get my <laughs> splash colour, and I just need to like run it into their like yeah. six six or something. Um, so it's it's fine, like it's a two yeah. one with a slight upside. But I've already played games where people have been generating treasure, three, four, five treasure, mm-hmm. and they just they just don't do anything with it. They just they're, there yeah. are cards that generate treasure and it just doesn't seem to be worth. They're doing a build around for a card they never got. Exactly. Yeah. Was, is that rags for riches? Uh, no, with the revel and um, riches. riches sort of. You thing, can't do it, it in draft. It's yeah. just you, it's, it's not reliable hard. enough. Exala's keeper one. We're getting all the two drops. Exala's keeper is one and a green for a two two. Uh, it also has. Seven and a green tapper, sacrifice Exiler's Keeper. Target creature gets plus five, plus five, and gains trample until the end of card and until the end of uh, turn. I was just thinking this is like uh, lots of other green cards we've seen, but for eight mana, do mm. it. Tapping. For for eight mana, I guess it's fine. Like you, but again, this is format specific. There's so many good two drops, and this isn't any of the relevant tribes. And it just gets blocked by things like Skyblade of the Legion oh, uh, a human, and stuff yeah. as well. So it's a human shaman. And you're not really getting anything out of this. And you do not hit eight mana reliably. That's what we're worried about when we saw all these big dinosaurs. It's like, are we going to be able to get up there? Are we going to be able to have enough mana? You can hit six and seven, but but eight is a stretch. And you've got to throw this away and you just get undone by a bouncer. And it seems a little bit kind of like off tribe. Like the Sun Empire seemed to have this weird, like the humans that aren't pirates in this seem to have a weird position. So it's like, I could see that being a merfolk and then at least you could get merfolk synergy totally. off of it but they're like oh maybe there's too many merfolk maybe merfolk are a yeah. and like, if oh. this was in the merfolk it would be really strong say, yeah mm-hmm. we should have made him alright uh, siren lookout two and a blue for a one two uh, creature siren pirate he's doing it all 
He's got flying, and when Siren Lookout enters the battlefield, it explores. This is quite strong. Like uh, the one, the, the worst is you draw this in the late game, and you just draw land. Yeah, and it's a one-two with flying. Like one-twos with flying have always been very like. Ugh. But when this pops up on turn three as a two-three with flying, and you get to choose whether you keep that card or not. Yeah, mm, it's very, very, very good. Also, holds pirates cutlass very. Wasn't well. there a discussion about if you're drafting and you start hitting explore cards, you should just start grabbing them? That's like because they work better if there's a lot of them, right? Well, if you need yeah, they, they kind explore. of do. Like it's the most disappointing thing about these cards is that you never know what you're gonna get. Obviously, so it's kind of like I just need a two three with flying to block his two two. I got a one two with flying and I draw a land. Mm. Oh, so it's, it's like. What, what I'm hearing here is Ixalan is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, you never know what, what you're, you're going to get. Yeah. Explore. Coffee cream. <laughs> um, uh, like, I like it in the aggressive decks because you can use a 1 2 with flying to chip through 3 4 damage, and then you can put a Pirate's Cutlass on it. Or, oh, mm. oh, here's, a, here's a card that Kai and I played in, or I played in my deck in Kai and I's two and two headed giant efforts. Uh, Colossal Dreadmore, 4 and 2 green for a 6 6 with trample. It's a dinosaur looking at a boat. It's good. It's six, a, six for six plus trample. Yeah. It's, a green. Tem- it's like template green creature. It yeah. is. Exactly. Big, big green so creature. So can you deal with this? And so often I'm, I'm playing some aggressive vampires deck and I go, aha, do this thing to kill your Dreadmore. And then play another one. I'm like, oh, I can't deal with that. I lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finally, I was like, oh, the boss is one of those bosses that just clones after you kill yeah. it. And as every green deck tries to ramp up to the right amount of mana, you've got Demolish for three and a red that's got a sorcery speed. Destroy target artifact or land to take you back a bit. Uh, Slow you down. The only thing I'll do is sideboard this in against uh, Thaumatic, uh, Thaumaturgic Compass because that land is so annoying to deal with. Um, when it flips, it turns into a land that untaps oh, an attacking creature. You can kill one and of it just undoes. How I win a lot of draft games is by attacking with one flying creature or something, and that... that card just undoes mm. everything i'm trying to do speaking of flying sky march blood letter two and a black for two two creature vampire soldier flying when sky march blood letter enters the battlefield target opponent loses one life and you gain one life this is my pick so far just because <clears throat> it does so much uh so reliably three mana two yeah. two with flying pretty happy with that it's a vampire for all your vampire uh, tribal stuff and it just yeah, it's just rock solid. And I, it's not I'm, conditional on anything. It's, it's nothing. It doesn't it ask anything of you. or something. That's the only thing that stops it, and mm-hmm. that's stopping everything. And then it, and it, it drains them and throws the race slightly back in your favour. It's, it's, this is a good card. Hmm, lovely. Uh, demystify for one white. It's an instant, and you can destroy target on enchantment. Yeah, very, very, very narrow. And there's not that many enchantments in set. Yeah. There's one with the wind... And yeah, unless you know that you're like, for some reason you passed on Ixalan's Binding and you're like, that is going to come up again. Yeah, like. uh, or you play against someone that got that has their black-white vampires and they have Pious Interdiction, uh, Ixalan's Binding, Mark of the Vampire. You'd bring in Demystify because you can just blow them out mid-combat. Inspiring Cleric. He's the first of our uncommons, or she. Um, it's two and a white for a three-two creature, vampire cleric. When inspiring cleric enters the battlefield, you gain four life. Yeah, it's good. What's the mana cost on this again? Three, 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 for a three, three two. two, and four life. Yeah, yeah. It's like th- this is strong. Like I, would, it's a vampire, and it's a vampire as well for your synergy. Um, and you have a few uncommons and commons that let you pay life for some effect. 
Uh, so this mm, just mm. fits in that strategy really nicely, but it's not as good as Sky Much yeah. Bloodletter because you could just kill. Like them. if you've managed to yeah. pull a Danto Vanguard, pay two life for Indestructible, pay two life for um, for Vigilance or something yeah. like that, then mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Okay, so we're putting that on there. Uh, our second uncommon is Merfolk, Merfolk Branch Walker, one Ooh. and a green for a two-one creature Merfolk Scout. Uh, when Merfolk Branch Walker enters the battlefield, it explores. Oh, it's this one. Oh, I thought it was the one that puts a plus one plus one counter on two Merfolk you control. This one is quite strong. It's a two drop that could be a three two if you get the right thing. Um, you, it's it's a Merfolk for all your Merfolk synergy stuff. Yeah, but again, it's just kind of a vanilla creature. Would you play a two mana three two? And you don't... Probably most of the time, right? I'm, I mean... Two mana three, two. Two mana three. That's yeah, it. you'd, you'd be gotta... pretty happy with, with that. Yeah. It's an aggressive... Kind and of... it's and it's it's a two drop. So if played as a two drop, then yeah. you get a look at a land or a... Get yeah. yeah. So if you draw a land as a two one, you're like, okay. But late game as well, like the Merfolk decks don't win off of high mana cost bombs. They win by you haven't countered or destroyed a whole bunch of stuff along the way and yeah. they've stacked counters on something mm-hmm. that has flying because yeah. you control another Merfolk mm-hmm. and you get smashed for five or six a couple of times yeah. off of that flyer. Off what the flyer. Like, this this isn't going to really help you win unless you go, turn one, that merfolk that gets plus one, plus one if you have an island. This thing's a three, two, and then you're hitting him for five on turn three. Mm. This thing will struggle. This guy will struggle late game, though, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Not, like, it's, you, you're okay with it because it only costs you two mana, but you want to be casting you be five doing stuff. mana creatures I, I still think spells. Sky Much Bloodletter is a better card than it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, final uncommon is a dinosaur with his mouth open. It's charging Montresor. Oh, this card is so disgusting. <laughs> four and a red. Which means it's a... your first pick, right? Oh. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Charging Montresor four and a red for a five 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 creature dinosaur, and it's only got two abilities, which are trample, which is good with a five five. And there's a downside, obviously, right? Yeah, it's got haste. Yeah. <laughs> so five How mana. Did bam, they, bam. How did they think that they could print this card? Uh, uncommon. Yeah. This card is monstrous. And then, like, draft Tilanali's skin shifter as well and have two of them attacking. Oh, hit hit you for ten. This card is dumb. Like, you're like, two-drop Merfolk, three-drop Merfolk. You're like, oh, cool, I'll keep up, like, a combat trick. And they got five-five trample haste. And you're like, oh, man. Like, (laughs) you lost the race? Like... Like immediately, they only need to hit you with this like three times. Yeah, is this trouble, isn't it? Comes was in this okay? Five, it, comes, it comes in at like turn five with haste. It's going to start hitting you straight away. You've got to have answers like, immediately. Other colors barely get five fives for five with zero abilities. Yeah, uh, red has one for four mana with a huge downside at, at common. And then this exists, and he's just like, oh, cool, charging monster shot. It's Imagine the haste. if you had. It's the, it's the haste. Both, both of them are going to yeah. work, because what have you got out at, on turn five? You can't block this on turn five. Yeah, exactly. You can't so block this. Straight into it. It's just dumb, this card. And particularly if they're, if they're in red, then they might have already taken just as, like, junk at the end of a, a passing, like, dual shot or something like that. So even, like, oh, you're like, oh, sweet, I was, like, super Double chum blocker. Block. And they're yeah. like, cool, I do finish off a couple of your creatures yeah, right? and, rage my and then, and then trample yeah. over you know or whatever like <laughs> this card yeah. is absolutely nasty it's my least favourite one of my least favourite cards to play against in the set which means I'm really happy to have it in my <laughs> deck <laughs> yeah yeah alright and what have we got let's get a uh, mythic for our, I think it'll be hard to unseat the charging monstrous yeah sword. that's it's a rare oh and speaking of um, uh, Justice League earlier on it's arcane adaption <laughs> Adaptation, sorry. Arcane oh, it's Aquaman. Aquaman. It's Aquaman picture, yeah. is what I'm looking at, yeah. Uh, Do you two, have a foil? Two, 
And a, no, we don't. Aww. Two and a blue for a rare enchantment. As Arcane Adaptation enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures you control are the chosen type in addition to their other types. This, this The same is true for creature spells you control and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. This may as well be blank because you cannot <laughs> play a three-mana spell that doesn't do anything to the board to maybe enable some of your later tribal cards... That aren't tribal. That aren't already tribal. Yeah. It's just like, okay. To, to use a very hackneyed thing that I've said in the past... Bad in draft, but like, oh, buddy, that with mirror mimic and some like uh, yeah. metallic mimic, metallic and, mimic and, and stuff so, like that. Yeah. Everything oh, buddy, be a trial of bite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Chupacabra. All right. Well, well, who who do you want to inflict this pack upon? Uh, uh, I really like the can everyone be dressed as a pirate in rivals for excellent okay. question, just because I thought that it was hilarious. Can can everyone be dressed as? Yeah, like will that be enough artifacts? What equipment? That was a, William, wasn't it? Yeah, William. Are we? Uh, will we get enough equipment in the next set that we can completely dress up a character as a pirate? There you go. How far are we going to go? They're going to have to. Is it going to be a jacket as well? Peg leg jacket, eye patch hat. Yeah, pirates. Um, yeah. Peg leg jacket, eye Bangles. patch hat. That's nearly one more, and we have a cycle. Bangles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bangles, uh, money bag. Earring. All that shit Johnny Depp has on. Eyeliner. 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 Did you know that men uh, wearing the one gold earring yeah. started as a tradition because a pirate would wear it as a way to pay for his funeral if he died at sea? Oh, yeah. That's a good Oh, I interesting. I wonder if that's why... I think. In, in some <laughs> parts so we, of Germany... If we stop right now, oh. it can be a fact. Facts. 40k! Nurgle! By 40k, it's gonna go for 40 seconds! Alrighty, so 40 seconds started. Um, we've had some interesting developments kind of in the rule stuff. We've finally had the Codex published for the Astra Militarum, also known as the Imperial Guard. Ooh. Essentially the normal Chudley humans, not the super cool space marines. Uh, things that, you know, uh, the army that has the motto of, uh, they go, what's your motto? Hold the line until the space marines arrive. <laughs> uh, you know, 10 million casualties, mission successful. Uh, people are kind of criticising it because it seems to bring, bring back what's called a leaf blower build where you have armies that are super duper tanks uh, and then they have characters that buff those tanks and it knocks everyone away. Which is interestingly being uh, criticised with the well, you need to use your scenery properly when you build your board. Which is a really interesting reply. But we're hoping the next codexes better be some Xenos, Tau, Orcs, Tyrannies. It needs to happen. Better be. Nurgle. MTG card quiz six seven land hand. It's a real quiz. MTG card quiz. Ixalan for real is what it's called. Nine Allen. Yeah, yep, sorry, that, was, that, yeah. Was <laughs> that was last episode. last episode. Nine hour on spoilers, but we're way past spoilers now. We know all about it. Okay, uh, reading off my tablet tonight. Um, it's land for real. Question number one. The official texts for all magic cards are stored in a document maintained by Wizards of the Coast. What's this called? The official texts oh. of all magic cards are stored in a document maintained by Wizards of the Coast. What is it called? This document. Oh, yeah. What is it? What what could it be? Mm. I don't know. I've had my best guess. Question two. Which Ixalan card received errata and entered the document from question one before it was released? Mm. What happened? Yeah. When Ixalan... Which Ixalan card received errata and entered the document from question one before it was released? This is so interesting when this happened. Everyone's like... 
Uh, Conversation piece coming up mm. in answers to MTG card quiz. Six, seven, one, hand. It's a real quiz. I'm trying to think of what. I think we're experiencing that right now. This is a real quiz. This is a real it quiz. Is. Even in the title, it says Ixland for real because it's, real it's referencing quiz. it's a real quiz. It you can also tell it's a real quiz because all my answers so far have question mark on the end. I have no <laughs> idea. MTG card quiz. The answers are real shit. It's a real quiz. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Quiz is a real shit quiz. <laughs> don't say that aloud <laughs> I think that goes unspoken <laughs> we'd have to find it out it's a shit so far quiz. it's like, a shit quiz well for card quiz though you're like your first question was technically about some like you know like design document yeah. that's in oh, if you want a shit quiz with an awesome uh, theme tree and introduction tune into the board games podcast oh, yeah, oh yeah could be it oh man <laughs> alright question three uh, <laughs> shout out to Matt who is watching this <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> what, what was the last one was this like Name the 20 different types of victory point that you can get in uh, this obscure board game. But you're like, oh, I don't <laughs> I know. I you did that one. House. <laughs> like, <laughs> just looking just, around the room. no hope there. Don't like, I don't care. <laughs> right, last question. Question three. Duress, a card we all know well, but what set was it first printed in? And for a bonus, this Ooh. makes it four points available in this quiz. And for a bonus, when did we last see it before it's reprinting in Ixalan? So Duress, a card we all know well. <laughs> to, to preface my how, but, how good my answer is, it's a reprint. <laughs> but, I thought it was a brand new, brand new cool design. So Duress, a card we all know well, but what set was it first printed in? And for a bonus, when did we last see it before it's reprinting in Ixalan? Cool, I'm ready. Ixalan. Ixalan. <laughs> All right, Aaron's ready. Kai's pen stopped moving. I'd take that as ready. Yeah, I've got half of the last answer. A guess, a guess of half of the last answer. (laughs) I have no answers. Okay, question number one. The official texts of all magic cards are stored in a document maintained by Wizards of the Coast called what, Kai? The Gatherer? What have you got, Aaron? Oracle. It is the Oracle. Oracle. Yeah, Oracle text. Of course, Barbara Gordon from The Matrix. Barbara Gordon? Yeah, Barbara yeah. Gordon. Yeah. His name is Barbara Gordon. No, no, Barbara Gordon. It's, um, oh, it's... sorry. I thought you meant the architect. I was like, that's a man, David. No. Barbara Gordon. And then she was played by someone else after she, she died. No, Barbara Gordon is the Oracle, is the... which is Bat girl before she gets a, before the joker shoots her and she ends up in a wheelchair this is batman universe dc universe oh, yeah. and then i've cleverly combined that because she gets called the oracle once she's in a wheelchair oh, and then i've cleverly converted blended that with I'm, matrix sorry I, so now i've explained it it's not a cool no it's getting funnier <laughs> and then and then in the matrix there's it uh you've glazed over oh, it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> right. no, i just i feel stupid <laughs> no, no. don't worry it was me it's like barbara gordon i recognize that name is that the actress who died in between the matrix movies nope it could be was she playing the oracle anyway she question was. two <clears throat> she was fact cut <laughs> which Ixalan card received errata and entered the document from question one before it was released i feel like i should go to kai again so that we can get the story from from aaron my again total like that was the question one was the most informed answer i had because i was like oh i imagine that was that but i've said cradle of itlamok because all the the tra- all the trans i call them like transformer land landsformers if you will yeah um, well, that's a good term uh, uh manner in disguise are mm. uh, nice. uh, reprints so i feel like something happened about that because uh, people were jazzed about guys cradle getting but that's not a good answer oh sure yeah 
All right. I get, I get how you could have got to that because it's like guys credits on the reserve list, but they made a land that's really functionally quite similar. But what's, there was, what's the reserve list? <laughs> like never to be reprinted, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron, what is the correct answer? So when that <laughs> straight when, to the story, yeah, straight to the story. <laughs> so when that spoiler sheet got leaked, yeah, uh, and we saw Jason, it said legendary planeswalker, and we saw the Gishath Sons avatar, like on the really bad, yeah, yeah, uh, low quality ones. This one, we were like, this can't be real because doesn't if this is played in an empty board, doesn't it create an infinite loop ah, with itself it. yes. that causes a draw? And the card is Hostage Taker. Because yes. if you just play Hostage Taker as it's written on the card, it says, when it enters a battlefield, exile target creature or artifact until Hostage Taker leaves the battlefield. So if you brought it in, it would have to target itself and then it would target and then it exiles a creature until it leaves the battlefield, which it would do immediately because it exiles yeah. itself. And then it would just go... Ding, 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 <laughs> and it actually causes the game to end in a draw if it's the only thing that you play on the field. So everyone saw the spoiler shit and they're like, doesn't this just create a draw? Surely they have to fix this. Maybe the spoiler shit is fake and it's not like the final version yeah. of the cards. Meanwhile, in, in R&D, they're like, oh, shit. They're like, oh, God. <laughs> so, so as soon as Ixalan came out and the official spoiler of were like, by the way, we've arrived at this card to say an uh, other, exile another target oh, okay. artifact or creature. And then so yeah. you play it with Sahili Rai and make a ton of cats? Is that, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. All right, so that's two for Aaron, zero for Kai. Uh, I know, but we've got a two-point uh, final question here. Duress, a card we all know well, but what set was it first printed in? Uh, Aaron. Uh, I think I remember a weird artwork in Urza's saga of a guy just, like, gripping a dude's head. But it could be, old. <laughs> it could be older than that. Yeah. Uh, what have you gone for, Kai? Uh, I've said, and you could take this for either of the two answers, I'm like, it has... So, weirdly, in my head, I'm like, it's got an... Innistrati, Ravnica. You know how they have oh, like so shiny, beautiful planes and they have grimy planes? Grimy Zendikar, shiny, beautiful, Innistrad, Ravnica, grimy planes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so Ixalan's a shiny one. And I'm Jurassic like, is a grimy card. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, but Ixalan, very polished. Duress in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a weird pirate drinking seawater, isn't it? Yeah, it's, they've left him in the lifeboat. They've just, oh, we're not bothered yeah. to kill you. Off you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, or they so are from a sunk ship in there. That's so duressable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you go with? Um, I'm going to say it was... I have no answer when it was first printed. I'm going to say it was last printed in the OG Innistrad, so not Shadows. Oh, yeah. yeah what did you go for last? I, I think I remember a dragon shouting at someone in the artwork in Dragons of Tarkir. That's the last time I remember oh, playing it instead. Oh, you I might think have tripped, I've both seen that. both in the second one. Oh, uh, so Aaron was right. Urza's Saga was oh, the first really? time it was printed. Yeah, nice. And uh, the last time we saw it was in Eternal Masters. Ah, oh. oh. yeah, buttocks. Yeah, that was MTG That's Park like a, quiz. Uh, six, seven, should make a rule hand. for the quiz. No non-set like <laughs> no, answers. Yeah. No like it's iconic masters answers. A real quiz. <laughs> Topic discuss. The top of the head. We're writing about cards and singing a song. That uh, topic <laughs> discussion uh, is all about Ixalan this month. Uh, yeah. Excellent standard. We've opened some packs. Oh boy! All of them green. Hey, doesn't it pop though? The colours. I love the colours. Yeah. But everyone can it see that. It gives me the jungly vibes. 
Well, the, the question that's on everybody's lips is how has this set affected standard? Hugely. Yeah. Uh, actually, not that much. People on the Which street. Which is weird. I, I went out to collect my bins. Hadn't been collected yet. The bin man pulled up, got out. He looked at me and he said, how has Ixalan <laughs> affected <laughs> standard? standard? I was like, oh, funny you should say that. Recording a pod on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, I guess I've got to look it up now, um, bin man. So going through the list, we've got, we've got five, five decks that have uh, you know, floated to the surface, let's say. So this is this weird thing, and they've made one big, massive, glaring mistake. And the they mistake was called two of them. Kaladesh. Oh. And the power level was way too <laughs> yeah. high. It's uh, not going away fast. They had to ban a bunch of... They had to ban Aetherworks Marvel and Smuggler's Copter. Mm. And there were still cards that were, were broken in that, yeah. Mm. Uh, um... So everyone was really excited for Battle for Zendikar, Oath of the Gatewatch, Shadows, and Eldritch Moon to rotate out of standard and yeah. be replaced with Ixalan. But what has happened is the Kaladesh power spike is so high that we have these Tima energy and Sultai energy decks. Well, we'll take them one at a time then. So it lets us rush ahead of ourselves. Well, the, the core of them is the, is the, is same, the same. Except for, okay, so, uh, okay, we'll lead us through, we'll so, through the core. So the core is four attuned with Aether, which mm-hmm. is a green mana to search your library for a basic land. You get two energy. Yeah. Shuffle, shuffle your library. Now, th- this deck just enables three color decks so very easily because the Kaladesh lands mean that you can play three colors and then you just use you go base green and you use a tune with aether to give you energy for your later cards and just fix your mana perfectly mm-hmm. and if you're not playing an energy deck you wouldn't play this card but yeah. the fact that it does both things mean that blue red green and blue black green have these perfect mana bases that never go wrong because you have a tune with aether lots of aether hubs lots of aether hubs mm-hmm. again making the mana even better than it needs to be and other decks can't even play them yeah um so uh, the other thing that goes in this deck is a three-drop creature called Rogue Refiner, which is one blue-green from Aether Revolt, this is. Uh, one blue-green for a 3-2, uh, and when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card and gain two energy. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. you, you build a whole deck around this stuff because it's just you never run I'm, out of cards. So what are you going for? Like, and then you're getting cubs in there? Is that what yeah, you're, you're getting like, cubs in there as well? Trouble, aren't they? So well, you they go, get out of turn control. one, attune with Aether, turn two, cub, already a 3-3. Three, three. Any, yeah. any time, instant speed. Yeah. Then they go, can't block it because all the other creatures are crap compared to it. Hit them again, you get another two energy. Mm. So And as, as your removal in a lot of these, you run unlicensed disintegration and... Harness uh, Lightning? There's no black-red energy decks at the moment, but Harness oh. Lightning is Yeah, because then you can just pay deck. energy, and it's like, oh, exactly. I've got all this spare energy. You've somehow created an 8-8. Yeah. I'll just burn that for 8 then. So, Done. Uh, again, you've got to have Destroy Creature, though, because like, you can't have any of the... like you know, I didn't work off the top of my head, you know, like a, a, a Neg 2, Neg 2, or a no, Neg 4. No, well, that's what Harness Lightning is. Cup, hubs, you know, Cubs. You just go, if you've got the energy there, you just pump it up, and you just got the threat of activating that at any time. But Harness Lightning, say you're playing... Energy versus energy. Mm. Uh, you go turn one attune with Aether. They go turn one attune with Aether. They can make their cup a 3-3, three, three, sure. But your Harness Lightning can deal five damage. Yeah, it's got three. two mana. So it, it's just everything they're doing is more efficient and uh, is more brutally powerful than anything these other decks. But that's the red card, though, isn't it? Like, that's the, the Harness with Lightning. So yeah. that's the, yeah. definitely the team That's the team one. So let's talk about that one first. Yeah. The, uh, the other big payoffs that this deck gets are, yeah, Harness Lightning for its removal spells. And then uh, Whirl of Virtuoso, which is a three-drop creature. costs one blue-red. When it enters, you get three energy. Yeah. And any time you can pay three energy to make a 1-1 one, one with flying. Effector. Oh, okay. Right. And it's just annoying <clears throat> to play against. You get all your energy from other sources and you go, oh, I'll just make four, four one ones with flying. You just got to 
kill them yeah. all. <laughs> so frustrating. So now you need a board sweeper as well as you yeah. destroy creature cunning. And thing. even if you kill well a virtuoso, like you go, oh, okay, I'll harness lightning. They go, oh, I'll just make three thupters in response. Okay. So yeah. everything this deck's doing is just you get value out of it, yeah. like almost regardless of whether you deal with the source or not. And then these decks play Bristling Hydra, which is yeah. the most annoying card to play it up as well. Yeah, so two green green <clears throat> for a 4-3. Yeah. Uh, and then when it enters the battlefield, you get three energy. Anytime you can pay three energy to give it Hexproof uh, and, and plus, a plus one plus one counter. Is it just one plus one plus counter? One plus one plus okay, one. Okay, yeah. Um, but you get three energy from your Whirler Virtuoso. They go, that's fine, I can deal with one... One one with flying, then you go mm. bristling hydra, and they go. No, I can't even target it with a spell because he'll use the three energy from Whirler to give it hexproof, and then yeah. they've got another three. So you can you just see there's like ten nine hydras and stuff going around because they just channel all their energy into and, it. And the cub's making uh, energy when it attacks, or uh, when yeah, it does combat so damage. So when it deals combat damage to a player, yeah. it makes energy. But it's just the fact that you can just pump your energy from other sources into this cub and just make a 5-5 five, five on turn 3 is mm. just it's so bon- It's bonkers, that cub, if you don't deal with it early, especially if you've got removal, which isn't destroy creature mm. or something, it just gets out of hands because then yeah. it swings in, hurts you, gets more energy, you just ready to pump it some yeah, more, and then like, it gets uh, away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask That's a dumb question? They're not in standard at the same time, but if I play Blissing, Bristling Hydra and I do that for whatever reason to make it hexproof, so mm-hmm. I go to combat, they try to burn it, Something nut hexproof, uh, yeah. In response, can I cast my own like slip through space? This yep. is now unblockable. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's hexproof for spells cast by enemy by yeah, other so players. Hexproof is this creature can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. Oh, okay. So you can put whatever you you want on it. Yeah, um, which is how that gross Jade Guardian one with the wind thing in draft happens. Oh. You make a three three hexproof. They go, I've got all these removal spells. I can't kill, and they go put a plus two plus two enchantment and flying on it oh, and you go yeah. oh, what like I, I have three removal spells in my hand and i can't target this shit yeah. thing. <laughs> combat's that two for one drooling at the mouth thing we yeah go, oh, i can two for one encha- oh, oh but i can't so salty energy how does that uh, so, change is that all so about getting salty, black removal is uh, it is yeah, about so the you removal? Get, uh, access to black removal in the form of fatal push yeah, and you get uh, winding. That's not a popular card, is it? Fatal push. Oh, yeah. <coughs> never heard of. Never heard of a fatal. No, not a lot of people talking about that one. Um, and you get winding constrictor. So winding constrictor both gets extra plus one plus one counters on your long tusk cub, and everything that makes an energy makes an additional energy. Yeah. Um, so and then you play things like that seems more dangerous to me. So and now because in blue black you have these disgusting things to play with all the mana that you get from a tune with Aether and, and what have you to play Hostage Taker. So you play four Hostage Taker in this already insane two for one, three for one deck and then you go Hostage Taker, take your Long Tusk Cub, play it with my extra mana, put all my energy into that and stuff as well. Uh, and then you also So when host- if Hostage Hostage gets killed though, that souped up Cub goes back to them with all of the souping up on it? Uh, no, because Hostage Taker actually exiles it and then it comes back fresh. Oh, as it's a field under your control. Oh, right. So, Hostage Taker is just this dirty four of in this mm. already dirty energy based deck. Uh, and now they're actually playing the Scarab God as well. So, this is uh, Hour of Devastation God. They're playing two of these in the lists. Uh, it's uh, three blue black for a 5 5. When it dies, return it to your hand at the end of turn. And you can. 
pay two blue black to exile a creature card from a graveyard and make a four four version of it <laughs> All right, yeah. for four mana, yeah. and then at, and it makes a zombie version, and then the beginning See, of, and you get all of the um all of the all of the card enters features. the battlefield abilities, oh, wow. all the things except it's a four four now. <laughs> yeah. So they go That's kill cool. your cub, kill your rogue refiner, kill this. Okay, you've got all these cards in hand. You go scarab guard. They go oh my god, kill it. Returns to your hand. You go scarab guard again. They go oh, I can't kill it now. You're like, I'll revive your glory bringer from your graveyard and now attack you with it. He's got to cast out um, someone like Scarab. You have to cast it. So you have to exile it. Yeah. Um, Oh, that was the other thing from the team energy deck. They played glory bringer. Of course. Um, Why wouldn't you? (laughs) But Scarab gun is just such a good answer to it because it doesn't die to glory bringer either. So this blue, black, green version is a really, really solid um, Mm. uh, version. But glory bringer hit a lot of damage in uh, pretty fast Mm -hmm. with haste and 4-4 alone. Never mind pinging you like uh, exerting it so scarab god's like a five drop that guarantees that you win the end game whereas glory bringer to yeah to hit one of their things won't untap for another turn and then if you kill it with a harness lightning or, or, yeah, or a, whatever that's the best way to deal with glory bringer isn't it it's mm-hmm. okay you, you play it and then it gets removed straight yeah, away you get, <laughs> before it attacks before any of this attacks you kill yeah. it uh, but then you can just revive it with Scarab God, and it's a zombie dragon, which is, uh, as we know from Game of Thrones, exceedingly oh. dangerous. Look, uh, before we get into the excitingly <laughs> ah, named uh, decks from Ixalan, <laughs> we've got the unexcitingly named uh, Blue Black Control. So Blue Black Control has uh, come out of the woodwork for the World Championship Series because they've realized that Search for Azkanta, mm. uh, which is the legendary uh, enchantment from Ixalan, is actually good enough to build your entire deck around. Okay, wow, that's uh, quite an, 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 a realization to come across. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. it's one of the blue for a legendary enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you look at the top card of your deck and you can choose to put it in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Then if you have seven or more cards in your graveyard, you can flip it. Turns into a land that taps four blue, or you can play two in a blue and tap it to look at the top four cards of your deck and get a non-creature, non-land spell from them. Okay. So you just fill your deck with removal spells, counter spells, whatever. Yeah. Then you have this random thing that lets you look at the top card of your deck and just dump stuff in your graveyard you don't need, and then later it just also turns everything into- else the top four. So you take four, you take one, say removal card or instant or sorcery, and then put the rest in the bottom. Oh, on the bottom. But right, the, cool. the front half, sorry, at the beginning of your upkeep, you can put cards in to the into your graveyard from the top of your deck so you go oh i don't need this four mana spell right now okay put it in the graveyard then if you have seven or more cards in your graveyard you can turn it over to the search side oh right right, right. Um, yeah okay i get you so this is good enough for a control deck to because it's just yeah. how a control deck wins is it draws more cards than you and you get the best card out of the top <laughs> yeah. four of your deck and they're all one mana turn. two mana put that away put that away yeah. don't do and, that stop that and do it that. runs three torrential gear hulk so yeah. you know they're just going to smash you with the same damage to player damage to player yes. over and over and over and then I also play a 5-5 five five and <laughs> smash you again with the damage yeah. to player and like. then they finish and then if they kill those gear hulks then you finish them off with the scarab god <laughs> which is just good enough for everyone like this card is uh, hulking blue scum deck. That should be the name for it. Like, <laughs> hulking scum. Hulk, hulking blue black scum deck. Yeah, th- yep. this one's... Go to here first. Uh, Torrential scarab. Weirdly <clears throat> straightforward to play because all you do is just go counter a thing, kill a thing, counter a thing, kill a thing, search for Azkanta, counter a thing, kill a thing. You've already got seven cards in your graveyard. Yeah. Search for the best card in the top four. Search for the card in the top four. Torrential gear hit you four times you die. I it's don't fun. like playing like that. <laughs> e- equally, maybe in the same I sort of bracket. I love playing like that. Do you? Just, I oh, really like stop, it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. I love stop the it. I face just going, Ugh. Yeah. 
What about, not a million miles away, approach control? Uh, what's going on with this? Uh, so, a- approach this controls the... What are you hunting for this time? So, well, believe yeah. it or not, search for Azkanta also in this deck. Oh, really? When it, we got into here as well? Yeah, be- because um, approach of the second sun is a really <laughs> sweet wing condition. So, we said all these decks before playing Harness Lightning to kill creatures, Fatal Push to kill creatures, now Vraska's Contempt and stuff to kill creatures as well. What if you played zero creatures yeah this is that yeah. no, no, that's what approach controls so this is blue black white uh it's no it's just blue white and some people are playing blue black white now but, right uh but search for Azkanta is just a blue enchantment you don't need the the black for it okay uh so what you do with this deck is counter things destroy all creatures uh <laughs> gain some life destroy it all attacking creatures exile all attacking creatures so you sit like a complete asshole for yeah. as long as it takes until you've won and then you play a sorcery called approach of the second sun which says you gain seven life then if this is the second time you've cast approach of the second sun from your hand you win the game hmm. put this seven cards down from your library yeah, see, I don't know that. Yeah, I, I, and this is what this is an argument in magic from way back, isn't it? It's like blue. They, they, it always boils down to the blue thing, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like people playing blue control. They don't like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little bit more. I like you know some uh, you know creatures on the battlefield duking mm-hmm. it out. You know, yeah. with a bit of it's magic a lot floating more around. To it. You, a bit you more of a story like, to tell. Yeah, uh-huh. Rather than you just sitting there going no, no, no. Is that the like, second sun? Shall I try this? No, that's the second. Oh, I lose. Oh, no, that's the first one. Don't worry, I'll see you in four goes. Yeah, so. uh-huh. <laughs> it's one of the. It, it boils down to a question that a lot of game designers eat a lot of different fields. This is you know um, Jeff Kaplan and, and Overwatch are copying this for uh, for some things they've said where they've said non-controversially we think that the game should be played this way and they make design changes to yeah. to run towards this optimum way of playing mm-hmm. in their own in their own design so i guess exactly what you mean there is that how much do you entertain i guess what you'd call non-conventional win conditions yeah. that are like not your opponent hit zero so mm-hmm. there's been well, hedron like alignment in oath of the gate watch so one in the graveyard one in the library one in the hand one on the field uh but, which but that like, never became a thing but yeah, like, uh-huh. <laughs> but then how do you like if you're a new player and someone goes, oh, I cast a sorcery two times, you, you lose. Yeah. You're like, I'm on 30. Um, with my life going down, it's like, it doesn't matter, you're, you're dead. Like, yeah, so I, don't mind, I don't mind the mill uh, idea that you, you can, if you go to draw a card and you can't, you've lost the game. That sounds hmm. cool, but just like do this card, which we just invented twice, twice and you win. It seems like oh, mm-hmm. that doesn't really, doesn't really boil down to any kind of narrative to me. I mean, I suppose Approach the Second Sun's got its narrative in the, yeah. in the card. Yeah. But it's, like, it's a cool design, and maybe they did not intend for it to see play. But um, yeah, it's like it's a little sort of novelty like, card, oops, and whoops. all of a sudden it's like the one of the yeah. standard cards. Like seven turns to wait until it comes back to the top of your deck and you cast it again. Um, they don't is, aggressively tutor or, or scry and discard. Uh, yeah, or, so you there's know, a draw, little discard, bit of that. Discard, you can like, mill yourself with Ip, you mill yourself with Ipnu rivulet. Oh, so course. you sacrifice a desert to put the top four cards of your deck in your graveyard. So you hit it four turns earlier and search for Azcanter and Thing. Uh, the other side of it, you just go look at the top four cards in my deck. Get this thing. Do you yeah. know what you've brought? Three card, uh, four cards closer to the top of your deck. Approach to the second. Side. And if you're playing three of them, you might you, you know, might just hit it as well. Yeah, yeah, it anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, and uh, so rounding out Ixalan standard, we've got Ramanap Red. So, so this one's a big holdover from uh, Hour of Devastation standard. It's just won the world championships because it is brutally fast. Mm-hmm. And Ixalan, they gave us one. One big card called Lightning Strike, which is a reprint, one and a red, three damage to target creature or player. 
I saw Denby win a um, yeah. state championship Which just will... going turn two, playing against his blue-black control deck that's trying to grind out this long, slow game. He just goes turn two, lightning strike you. <laughs> turn two. Yeah, from 22 <laughs> down to 19. I was like, whoa, 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 don't do that. A bit but early. Yeah. Everything in this deck just deals damage to their face. Yeah. Uh, and that's he, bonkers, isn't it? It's like 101, magic 101. Don't use burn spells unless on the fa- to the face unless you're closing the unless game. Unless you're killing him. The fact is, with this deck, you're closing the game from, from 20 from life. 20 life, yeah. <laughs> because your lands, you sacrifice your uh, Ramanap Red, named after Ramanap Ruins, which is a desert that you pay a life to tap for red, or you can pay two red red, sacrifice a desert to deal two to an opponent. Mm. If, and you don't give a shit about your life you if they're doing care. controlling. Yeah. It's like, who cares? So everything you do in this deck is just to deal damage to him to get him to six, and then you kill him with your land base. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is you just go, uh, no cards, whatever. Ramanap Ruins. And you see so many people go, I've got two turns to win, or I lose to their land. So what does Ramanap Red do? Uh, it just t- I thought it was tapped and does one damage to their face. Uh, uh, so there's a desert that... No, oh, I know you can do it. You sacrifice a desert to deal two damage to target opponents. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So you play all these crappy deserts to deal one damage <laughs> yeah. to them when it comes into play, and you just throw them at their face for sometimes the last eight to ten points of damage. And the rest of the <laughs> cards you do, you're like, lightning strike you. You're literally throwing sand in their face. <laughs> yeah, actually. It makes Ooh, me think of those eyes. schoolyard fights where one person's holding the other person's wrist so they can't punch them and the other person goes, <laughs> and just headbutts them through <laughs> the middle. Like, <laughs> I've got you now. Like, or, you know, the, in movies where a person's tied up and they're all like, Ugh, villainous gloating, headbutt to the face. Yeah. Like. Um, so this deck plays uh, all stars like Shock, which is one yeah. mana, two damage to target creature. Or play. Um, just go, Shock you, Lightning Strike you, Shock you, Lightning Strike you. Braid. Play a 3 2 with haste, hit, and they're like, oh, I didn't leave a blocker back, back this turn. Uh, and then you've got them to nine, and then all you need to do is draw a Ramen Up Ruins, a Desert, and two more spells, and they're just dead. Yeah. Like, I saw this blue black control deck go, got all these counter spells and stuff. Counter spells can't counter the abilities from lands so that's yeah, the power yeah, yeah. of this ramen up red deck is it has inevitability and against the creature decks that you know like the the energy decks that we got there ramen up red is uh it's going to get split isn't it it's not you're not going to be doing all the damage yeah. to the person's face you're going to mm. be blowing up some of their creatures and you get a little bit limited once it gets to yep. four or five four fours five fives that mm-hmm. sort of stuff that, is that so, that's when you get into trouble with this deck that, yeah that is when you get into trouble with it so teamer uh struggles a lot against this one until it plays Bristling Hydra, and then it can't really get through with any of its creatures. Yeah. Um, but also, Teema just spits bodies onto the board, so none of Ramanap Red's creatures yeah. are dealing the damage. Even Kari Zev will just get blocked by Thopters. But yeah, so you just go, I'll oh, block it with a Thopter and my thing, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the blue, uh, blue-black-green one, the Sultai deck, does a better job because black has life gain out of the sideboard yeah, stuff like that's... gifted aetherborn and vraska's contempt which is exile a creature or planeswalking gain to life all this incidental incidental life lane's good because when you're playing those hasty red burn decks life gains is brutal because you're going boom 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 i'm getting somewhere and then they just go oh full life back and you're like oh that was like a card and a half was, yeah it's like, i need to draw shit. like two more deserts to be able to throw at you yeah uh so the Ramanet red deck is beatable <laughs> but the fact that it just goes so hard so fast so quickly what, what sort of round are you looking at winning you can win on turn five or six but it generally grinds out over turn seven eight when you're throwing those deserts at their face okay because it's quite man intensive two red red 
and sacrifice and tap this and sacrifice a desert mm. is chewing up your lands and it costs five <laughs> technically to do it. So you have to be winning turn five, six, seven. The the thing that strikes me though is that uh, the so, lightning strike, uh, yes, yeah. uh, and so uh, in there. between dual shots, um, <laughs> which is also which is lightning in the art. It's just <laughs> red lightning. Um, what's the next rotation? Next October, we don't even know what the which set's is called yet. We don't even know what it's called yet, and that will see Kaladesh and Aether Revolt leave and and Armanca and Hour of Devastation. Oh, okay, so that's interesting because I was my my mm. my next question was this I'm is... glad I said that because I was about to say is Ramanap Red the one that will survive the next rotation? But it will definitely leave in the next definitely rotation. Leave. Deserts will be gone. Deserts will uh, be unless that seems super sick and they corset it. But uh, uh, no, they won't corset deserts. They, I don't think I mean, they would at I, all. I personally loved the cycling. Deserts, yeah, uh, because they were just uh, flavorful. They made your mana base better and limited, so you didn't get screwed or flooded as much. Uh, Cycling, I could see that becoming a core mechanic. So the next rotation, I think, then the next next super fast dominant thing then is going to be dinosaurs. You'd like th- you'd think when the, um, when the, when the next rotation happens because that's the next most aggressive thing. If people mm. are committed to that as a solution to the game, that now, would be fun, wouldn't it? Having like one, two, three, four drop like aggressive dinosaurs that just haste come trample, out. haste trample, haste but, trample. But equally, if it's haste and trample. You you want to win before you can cast anything that's six, seven, eight mana anyway. So yeah. you should have already won. The, yeah. the thing that I'm worried or about be is pirates. Like, it's it's cool. So like I, I don't I don't mean to be like super cynical, but like mm. it's it's cool to play with dinosaurs and against dinosaurs the first time. Yeah. And it was cool to have... Uh, it wasn't in our two-headed giant. Though, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to have a mono-red deck that throws its lands at your face uh, for a while. But the fact that Ramanap Red was already around for three to four months, Team of Energy has been around for a year. Yeah. No. And we, we have to look at these same decks again for a year unless something can fix them yeah. Ramanap unless, Red is unless Rivals has got crazy land hate yeah that's what I was going to say can't, I can't imagine can't they're going to do land hate abilities of lands Oasis uh, all uh, deserts become flooded and aren't <laughs> yeah. all deserts anymore and all deserts become islands forests yeah, yeah. yeah. Forest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool it's just like the, the ocean yeah call it like tidal surge or something put a flood counter oh. on target land no, because like, oh, that could be a thing though. What if oh, there is like something in like the sunken city or something? Yeah, or like uh, even they just have uh, an enchantment or something that's like all your lands become uh, islands, something yeah. like that. Which I mean is something that they kind of haven't done for a long time. That's a, a way back. Hateful. Make all your make all your lands. All the lands in the whole game are now this. Well, uh, stuff for example, like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you've got stuff like Field of Ruin, which is a non-basic land hate card from Ixalan. It's two. Tap, sacrifice, destroy a non-basic land. Both of you get a basic land from your deck and put it into play mm. to replace it. So you could do that to get rid of them, yeah. uh, I, I guess. But um, then you're just spending one of your... Well, yeah. I guess it's a land, but you're spending one of your cards to deal with a thing that's... But you're dealing, you're dealing with addressing a threat. You are so that's what you use your cards for in any mm-hmm. game. But, yeah. but even then, you know, even if you sideboarded it against Ramanat Bread with this idea that you're going to see all four of them and that's going to put you far enough ahead to to knock off um, Ramanat Ruins, which is a desert, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and that kind of thing. But they're still going to be like, oh, bummer. Uh, okay, well, Harness Lightning. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> or, or like Shark Lightning Strike yeah. you. Like, yeah. cool, <laughs> you didn't deal with these. You Other, with everything else, yeah. You dealt with one of the ways I could win and I can still just... Your face, your face, mm-hmm. your face, your creature, your face. Like. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting to play against, and it's interesting to play with Ramen Up Red, but it's the, I would say the bottom line of that deck is inevitability. The fact that it's 
if its cards don't kill you, its lands will kill you. Yeah. Um, you can't say the same for Team Energy. Like Aether Hub can't like win the game for you. Yeah, yeah. So Roman Up Red's got that power just by the fact that it's mana base is doing work for you as well. Too bad there's not like an Aether Chernobyl or something from like <laughs> yeah, Aether Revolt. So spend all your energy to, yeah. to destroy target player. You know, or like, yeah, exactly. Do do two damage for every energy currently in your possession or something. Oh, Lose all your energy. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, they didn't do anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up on uh, topic discussion. There's plenty more excellent talk coming up over the next few months anyway. Mm. So, mm. Uh, we'll, it's with we'll, us till January. Like, we're going to be... There yeah. you go. I think possibly the by the next podcast we'll see the fiction wrapped up. So we can have a bit of a post-mortem on what they've achieved story-wise. Yeah, no one's looking forward to that, but um, we can talk about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Yeah, we can. We can talk about it. No one's excited about it. We can talk about it. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Boy. Boy. Wow, that was some dank kush. God. Do not have the... Uh, I can't I can't gruff it up anymore. <laughs> yeah, man. We're done. Thank God we have done 40K by... You know, <laughs> 40K. 40 Used up all your metal voice. Yeah, yeah. 40K. <coughs> all right. Flavor text is uh, rounding out the uh, quiz section of the podcast tonight. Aaron's already got a three-zip lead on Kai. Mm. But off-air, Kai was uh, discussing how red-hot he is on the flavor text. And uh, especially in Ixaline. Big, big call. Ramming up red hot on the Ixalan flavor So text. we're looking for a draw at the end of this. Here we uh, go. So here we go. We've got I'm three, we've got three cards. Uh, Aaron Graham, never been defeated in uh, any of the quizzes we've ever done, so that would be a real turn. Oh, yeah, that one where Roz in here doesn't count, does it? Uh, bummer. I lost oh. one, didn't I? No, no, never. No, never. Good. All right. Flavor text. Uh, the first one is I am the storm. That's not a storm. I am the the storm. storm. Don't be a a dickhead, Steve. I am the storm. Storm Steve, that's what they call me. He's a wrestler. I am the storm. I I am the storm? There's no question mark. Surely not. This would not be the... No more clues to each other. It's not not competitive if you go, oh, you know what? It's... Yeah. (laughs) It's a competition against you. I am... No, it's not. It's a competition against you two. The only way to defeat the system is to you know, got to break the wheel, Daenerys style. Well, I can, I can, I can just get some impossible uh, flavor text from back in a set <laughs> yeah, that nobody uh, can remember. Alpha. Uh, all right. Now, question two. You might as well try to stop the waterfall. You might as well try to stop the waterfall. Might. You might as well try to stop the waterfall. <laughs> you, you might. As well. No, so he's disrupting, disrupting my comma knowledge. I know them all by where the commas are, and he keeps pausing weirdly. There are no commas in this flavor text. You might as well try to stop the waterfall. You might as well try to stop the waterfall. You might as well try to stop the waterfall. Mm. Mm. <sighs> yeah, toughy, toughy, toughy. I can give you a clue that uh, there is nothing below uncommon in this. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, what was, that's what I was below, thinking. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, there's no common cards oh, in this. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, we don't we don't do common cards in flavor text. <laughs> Every magic card is special. There you go. Well, no, that'd be a downer, wouldn't it? You know, like you know, you reincarnated as a magic card, and someone just walks up and you go, "It's so common." Yeah, it's just like <gasps> like demystifying. Nah. Like, come on, God, common. At least maybe a <laughs> universal, universal solvent. Question three in flavor text. <laughs> She has never touched a loom, yet the tapestries she weaves are vast and beautiful. 
She has never touched a loom, yet the tapestries she weaves are vast and beautiful. Right, and if you've got a hint on any of these, there is a theme tonight. So, you know, as always, I like my themes. I think there should always be a theme. Gets you back in on some that you might be a bit, a bit dodge on. So we've got, I am the storm. You might as well try to stop the waterfall. And she has never touched a loom, yet the tapestries she weaves are vast and beautiful. Yeah. Terrible place where I think I know, but I, I'm yeah, not sure. I'm, Whereas if yeah. I just don't know, I'm just like, I don't know, I guess whatever. Yeah, Flavor Text, Flavor Text uh, pro tip uh, as the answers are revealed can make you think about what you might have already on the page. Mm. All right, Flavor Text, oh, question I almost want one. to call it right before he says it because I think I know the theme. Oh, well, you can now because no more, we're done. What's the theme? Uh, they're all named characters. Uh, and at least two of <laughs> and at least two of them are merfolk. That was my feeling as well. I'm thinking it's the three named merfolk, technically. The um, flavor text tonight is called Merfolk Musings. Oh because yeah. it's like the musings on the bottom of Merfolk cards. Mm. Alright, I am the storm, Aaron. What have you got? I am not gonna change my answer based on this information because that'd be cheating. I wrote Captain Lannery Storm because I was like, that would be a stupid thing for her to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I tell a quick story? Go on then. Yep. <laughs> I heard this guy playing draft today and he really like enunciated every single card that he plays like, I will <laughs> lightning strike your creature. Lickening ting strike. Lickening ting strike. Yeah. I will play a bonded horncrest. Pass the turn to you. I was like, come on. Stop. And then he goes, I play Captain Lannery Strom. Fucked <laughs> 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 it up. Did he have like a cravat and a monocle? Like, it sounds like it's a Monopoly man sounds playing like draft. A, an RPG player. Because they get, you know how like uh, so many of them are the grandiose um, nerds. <laughs> well, yeah. aren't we all? well, you know, yeah. like, you know, breaker of chains, mother of dragons. Like, right. blah, blah, Don't blah, be blah, pretentious. Blah. Come yeah. on, mate. Settle <laughs> but down. But, you know, the knights and all that sort of stuff, they go, I will smite you with my blue sword. Yeah. You know, Which is the same as, like, and... anime characters that announce all their moves right before they do them. When, when Silent they... strike! Yeah. Mm. Oh. Um, oh, what did you have? What do you have for flavor text? We're playing flavor text. I wrote Captain Lannery Storm, because oh. I thought, and then it reminded me of that story. Yeah, but I was looking at Carl when I said it the second time. Captain Lannery Storm is my answer, David. Oh, okay. What's what's your answer? Captain yeah. Lannery Storm. Oh, oh, sorry. What was your answer, Kai? What was your name, Captain Lannery? What? I am the storm. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Lannery. That's a silly name. Sorry. Such a storm. <laughs> Lannery will get you everywhere. Oh, the answer is... <laughs> Lannery will get you nowhere. Artifact. So this is serious form of Lannery. <laughs> uh, Lannery will get you nowhere. Yeah, like flattery, right? Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be too on the nose, and I'm probably wrong. Tishana, Voice of Thunder. Don't, don't you... Don't, yeah. oh. It's not It's not a nose. Oh. It's Tempest Caller. Okay, so they're not. Uh, I knew Murphy. that there would have to be an uncommon one if you said there's none below uncommon. Yeah. yeah. Darn. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, question two Kai, what have you got for uh, you might as well try to stop the waterfall? Okay, so I'm, it's one of those now I'm going to have to retract my thing that they're <laughs> the, all the named ones because I thought it was Tishana, Kapala, and Kamina. Um, but it's probably not. It's going to be the ones that don't have names. So, this one's going to be like. 
whatever, you know, stream guardian or river guardian or something like that. <laughs> I had I had written Kopala because there's a protracted scene where he is in a place with a waterfall. I, uh, right. My answer is also Kopala. Yeah, it's not. It's neither. It's not. And that's that, the because he's warden it's of the neither waves. Neither of your Kopalas. It's uh, Kopala. You were close. It's uh, Herald of, of Secret, Secret Streams. That's what I was gonna say. No. Oh! Because oh, it man. makes sense with his ability. Yeah, which is uh, creatures you control with plus one, plus one. Counters on them can't be blocked. You see these creatures with plus one, plus one counters on them? You can't might block them. You might as well try and stop, stop the waterfall. waterfall. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a dickhead, Steve. Yeah, you can't do it because you can't push it back up the cliff. Call me Steve of Secret Streams. You can imagine the vampires that seem to come from a kind of uh, 17th, 18th century, uh, maybe 16th, 17th kind of century uh, version of Spain, Spain, Torrezon yeah. uh, kind of thing, non- just being like, nonsense. hey, uh, have you heard of engineering? It's quite easy <laughs> to suffer could, a waterfall. Yes, you just down, pile rocks in it until it's gone. Yeah, that's called removal spells. Yeah. <laughs> She has never touched a loom, yet the tapestries she weaves are vast and beautiful. Aaron, what have you got for this one? It's the three mana one three that when it enters the battlefield, you put a plus one plus one counter on two Murphy. You can <laughs> it is. What's that one called? Oh, Branch Guide or something. Yeah, Branch, Murphy Branch Weaver. Oh, you, I totally undid yourself. What are you going with, Kai? Um, it's one of those, poetically, I wanted to say... Watley, because a poet weaves. Oh. But because Planeswalkers have no flavour text, yeah, it's right. obviously not that. Uh, and I have no better answer. I could not think of... Uh, I, it was obviously not going to be Kamina, because his character is that he's, he's angry card, right? and... Well, it's definitely going to be our rival's card then. Yeah. Uh, and because uh, he is like, I'm going to get the Immortal Sun. This is a, like uh, Aaron uh, said, it's a green, a green merfolk. Is it the one that I said? Yes, exactly. It's, it's called Vine. Vine Shape and Mystic. There you yeah. go. Uh, they've Mystic. all got such generic names. Yeah. I, I do legit think they're running out of names for magic cards. They've got to be, yeah. right? Because they're all got to be unique. So Adjective where do you go? thinger of yeah. magic. In this one, it's like Fathom Fleet Captain, Fathom Fleet Interloper, Fathom Fleet uh, Ravager, uh, Dire Fleet uh, Ravager, Dire Fleet uh, Captain, Dire Fleet right. uh, Too bad there's not a five-color pirate and you can be like, I'm going to make a sweet pirate commander deck and I'm going to call it the Brazen Coalition deck and it's all pirates cool. all together. Uh, that was the longest flavor text ever. So before Bye. it gets any longer, we've got two uh, quick uh, tune in next to hear what we've got for hot garbage, a bit of premonitions, and then we'll be uh, out of here. Ooh, but some big news in Neats and Toys, so don't go away. <laughs> Hot garbage. Aaron Graham, what's your hot garbage? Why did they make a common hexproof creature up four mana for draft? It's so unpleasant to play against. Name off. Jade Guardians. Mm. Shh, hot garbage. Uh, Kai Griffiths, hot garbage. Um, the art's too good. There's no bad art cards for me to make fun of, like, um, like you know, Chandra farting in the deadlock trap. <laughs> That's Kai Griffiths, hot garbage. My hot garbage is, uh, apologies to William uh, Owey, uh, Arcane Adaptation, because it's got a picture of um, Aquaman on it, and if that wasn't bad enough, you got the text that helped you out, which we've covered which earlier on. trash. Which was trash. Hot uh, trash. That was hot garbage. <laughs> Oi, do you steal that? I'll show you. Why are these pirates know how to drink? Jeez, look at that. I've had I've had half a shooter and I you know, it's bloody hell look at the mess that guy hey. that's Aaron Graham hey, look at the no, state no, of no. you man I'm What's not You've, no you followed me everywhere empty bottles have you got oh, they, you drank all of this 12 13 12 9, oh my god 19. you're a disgrace oh my 
What I'm do you gonna, want? I'm, well, I'm going to take you. a photo of it and send it to your mother because she's going to be so disappointed. Photo? Yeah. Why am I Australian when I'm drunk? I don't know. It's, oh, you've walked too many planes, man. Too many yeah. planes. Uh, but, you know, in this No matter how far I run, still this... call. <laughs> Excellent. Home. Uh, in this drunken stupor, and despite Desmond uh, Bell's protestations, oh. have, you, have you seen anything of the future of magic? Oh, you know, this and that. Rivals. Yeah. Oh, of, rivals. Of Excellent. Oh, Rivals of Dominaria? No, no, no. I see a return to Kaladesh next, <laughs> up, next September. God, you have drank but a lot. In Rivals for Exiland, yeah. we'll see crossbreeding. Like, what? Vampire, dinosaurs, pirate, merfolk, yeah. merfolk, dinosaurs. Just hold back on the drink, all right? Merfolk, vampires. Jeez, your breath stinks. Look, I'm going to uh, go. I've had enough. <laughs> I reckon Desmond's right, you know, it's not worth listening to. What'd you say about my mum? Real tweets. Real twos as well. Real my shoes. God, there's so much. The Good Games Magic Championship has now got up to state winners. State right? winners. State who champions. Have qualified for the final, which is only eight players from around Australia and Good Games USA. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Good Games Chicago, but they weren't in it quick early enough. It didn't exist in time for Uh, there to be a player. uh, So congratulations to Manny Lagme from the Indianapolis store who will be flying to PAX Melbourne to compete for the GP trip of a lifetime. Everything paid for by Good Games. He's kind of already done it, hasn't he? Yeah, he's already kind of won. Yeah, he flights to Australia from Indianapolis. And if he's from the US, I mean, they don't even know Australia exists. No, he'll get to sit in a koala and eat a kangaroo and all the other things. Yeah, on the back of a crocodile. Yeah, and eat Vegemite. Um, Oh, he's got such an experience coming his way. We'll be talking to Manny as well. Oh, we sure will. will. Sure will. Uh, uh, who, who, got, who took out Victoria? Uh, congratulations to Wen Chin Lee for winning the Victoria ones. I think she was piloting... I can't... I think Mono... Oh, Ramen Up Red. She yeah. won her state championships for the state of Victoria with... Ramon up red. So, what, what are you just checking out on? Uh, checking out what her deck list was. She's the only girl to have made it through. But yes, that's amazing, right? That's that's fantastic. That's... It's like a really. It 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 seems it seems silly to to mention, but it's like it's so incredible for a woman to to win a high level competitive tournament. Like I think it's a great achievement. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's so. It, it's so tough just because of the the numbers are just so skewed against you. Yeah, it is, and uh, she's risen above all of that and uh, smashed everyone in Victoria. Literally, yep. everyone. There's no one left. Literally, in Victoria. every single it's person just Wan. in Victoria is no, dead. Nobody left. Yeah. So high five, Wan. We'll uh, hopefully catch up with you in uh, yeah, Pax. Mm. You, you probably drew the short straw there because you're not flying from anywhere to come back. So oh yeah, you just get to go <laughs> to Melbourne. down the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Welcome, oh, well. welcome to Melbourne, Wan. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I was here yeah, when I won the yeah. bloody thing. Yeah. Oh, right. Already, already live in the third most livable city in the world. I think, oh. I think you've won in a different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the exact opposite of that, who won the Hobart one? You've heard of Luis. <laughs> oh, I was there to be said. Come on. You've heard of Luis Scott Vargas. How oh, about James Larson Scott? Oh, he's got big, big, big times ahead. Big, big shoes to fill. MTG um, name. Congratulations to James Larson, Larson Scott, Scott for winning the sounds uh, like an explorer. The Tasmania State Players. Yeah. Well, what, what did he? Uh, is it, you know, he sounds like an explorer. 
And that's probably how I ended up in Hobart. He just got one of those old ships. That's probably why it's so strong in Ixalan. He'll have an old wooden ship and he's just arrived in this <laughs> island country and he's gone like, wow, let's just live here. Uh, I'm a Larson yeah, Scott. I'm just sure. going to claim this as my own. What, did, what sort of deck did he uh, uh, carry out? Did we get that? I don't know if we did. I don't, we I'm going to guess he was playing team energy, but uh, I yeah? don't 100% know. Uh, he, James can set us straight later on. Oh, yeah. WA. Oh, WA. We mentioned this earlier I watched on. him clinch the, the title against Blue Black Control. Mm. Jason Litton from the Rockingham store. Uh, Denby Adams helps us with our judging and stuff uh, at Cannington. He rolled all the way through the Swiss, uh, which was uh, the, the top 12 players from WA. Mm. And then the top four uh, just ramming up red all yeah. day long, throwing deserts in your face. And Denby's I, so cash. How many of those cards in that deck that he played does he own? Oh, I think uh, he owns basic mountains. Okay. Uh, but, but there's less of them because you play mostly the desert, so almost zero of the cards. Zero of the deck, cards. Yeah. Well done, Denby. Won, well done, won Denby. the state championship in WA, which is fiercely competitive, yeah. and uh, didn't own a single card. Yeah, you make it sound like he's walked in and gone like, hey, uh, just like someone standing by, hey, hey, hey uh, you using that deck? Can I borrow that for the Pretty next much. four hours? Hey, he just rolled ding, up, ding, he just ding, rolled ding, up ding, 60 <laughs> sleeves. Uh, there was empty sleeves, and he goes, can I just play with this? And we thought... Put him in these, quickly. We said, no, no, just the sleeves. He just had sleeves. And he oh, said, amazing. can I just play with this? And I said, it's going to be pretty hard to write a deck list. Why don't you put some cards in those sleeves? And he just went around the store borrowing a few. Just borrowed some? Beat everyone. Said, this is Ramen Up Red? Ah, yeah, close enough. Fine. Um, um, I'm I, playing Ramen Up Blue, but if you, red's the way to go. Um, <laughs> bring it up. Funny story, Jason, who he played in the final, rocked up with the only deck he owned, which was Abzan Tokens, which is not, not, a, not a fantastic <laughs> one in the meta. Yeah. And then someone else is like, Hey, I've got that blue black deck that's doing really well at the World Championships. It's like happening right now. Do you want to like borrow it? And he's like, Yeah, right. And he made the final. <laughs> he almost won. Like, Doesn't sound so fiercely so competitive. Yeah, right. Competitive. And like, he's he's a very very good technical player, and he yeah. was learning as he went, and uh, he he really nailed it. It was a really good deck mm. that blue black. Control. All right, now to the what we call the big states because they got a uh, a winner and a second place yep. entrance to the GGMC uh, SP. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the New South Wales, uh, which is all the all the many Sydney stores that there are, was won by <coughs> Chris Shah. Uh, he was playing Team Energy, uh, which we talked about before. This is a, a four color version, which is actually the Team Energy really good mana base splashing black for the Scarab God. Right. So you playing? So you playing blue, black, red, green? I've heard Chris is crazy for the for the land, and he had to be talked down from playing five five, or five color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scarab so, gods enough. Otherwise, apparently. he would have definitely. And done uh, that. his opponent in the final was just playing regular team energy, uh, which is Josh Hilzinger, who came second, is also going to be playing in the finals as well. Team energy with no Scarab god. Zinger. Hilzinger. Yeah, you'd be able to do the. Oh, you'd be able to do the. Um, yeah, the knuckle Hilsinger. snapping. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so much rapping ahead of time. All right, so uh, that was Josh's uh, place. He's second in New South Wales. In rolling up to Queensland now, uh, in first place and second place, what do we get for... Uh... Uh, we have Marcus Peck yeah. in uh, first place uh, from the Queensland uh, Well, area, because there'll be the Brisbane store and Gold Coast, mm-hmm. and what else have we got up there? There'll be all those weird ones that I don't know where they're, oh, yeah. where they're from. Ip- is Ipswich in Queensland? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, in, uh... I think Ipswich is in New South Wales. Oh, okay, cool. I could be wrong. Hmm. Uh, Belle Forte Monte, that's a uh, Queensland store. That's a huge... Huge, very competitive store. Bella Forte Monte. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Uh, we uh, Springfield, good game. Springfield is is up on here as well. I've yeah. got one of the winning deck lists, but not who played it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that it's possible that this is it. This is this looks like a uh, a blue black 
I've only got the top half of the list, so I'm <laughs> going to guess it was a... Ooh, this looks like a really interesting Throne of the God Pharaoh... Uh, sorry, Gift of the God Pharaoh deck, where you play lots of cheap, crappy creatures early, throw them all away, and then play Gift of the God Pharaoh, which revives them as 4-4s with haste. Uh, uh, and so things like Hostage Taker, Champion of Wits, Gifted Aetherborn, Kite Self Freebooter, start throwing them at their face instead because they all do something when they enter play. I imagine, I imagine we'll do a lot more. I'll have a l- command of a lot more information before we sit a down lot and do the more commentary. Analysis, yeah, uh, we'll the... have uh, proper deck lists, not half photocopied. Um, <laughs> uh, and congratulations to sheets. Jared Jex Paul Calder oh, yeah. for coming second in Queensland. So that's the eighth player that we're playing in the good games. Magic Championship Final Series at PAX in Melbourne. And Jared Jex Paul uh, Calder, he, he uh, outguns James Larson Scott with more, more names yeah, in his name. He's gone for four names. Kean DeVries Turnell levels That's of names. ridiculous yeah. names. Uh, but no one is as ridiculous as Kean, so everyone is reasonably safe there. So I think he might even have a middle name as well. Oh, James DeVries Turnell. Kean James. Crap. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to all of you. You've done magnificently well because uh, this is the last this eight people. You, like you won your store, you won or came top four in your state, yeah. in your store championships, and then you won out the of regional. all the other people that as well. This is incredible. Whoever wins this thing is going to have uh, come come you've, through fire. A, yeah, you can definitely say you've um, had a, a play, played some serious magic. You've, yeah. you've risen above everyone and else. And just consistency in your play as well, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's, and it's... Uh, I wonder how uh, Manny's going to feel coming in from the US. Is he going to be like Team US and there's going to be seven guys... USA. Well, six guys, six guys yeah, and a girl gunning against him? not so good when it's just you saying it against all the other people from the... Oh, from I think he can bring it. I think he can bring it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see if we can get it going. We'll join in. We'll yell, <laughs> okay. yell at him from the uh, AUS. Yeah. Um, so that's the. Uh, so we yeah we're going to be doing um, GGMC commentary uh, at the end of the month. Uh, we're figuring out how to do that right now. Uh, getting our research done on yeah, all, all these guys. We, we we'll know all the. Decks. If, if you guys interview Manny, are you going to need a simultaneous translator? Since often in America, Australians are subtitled on their televisions. So <laughs> are you going to need someone? So you're going to be a question and be like, uh, so Manny, how do you uh, think you? went against that Ramunat Red, seemed like you were struggling. And then you're going to have someone in the middle who so goes, Manny. So Manny, how do you think you went at Ramunat Red? I've been to an Indianapolis. I've been to an Indianapolis. I've been to the Indianapolis. <laughs> how many are and, there? Oh, several. There's so many. The one anyway, the only. When I was in Indianapolis, I did get lost a little bit. I was looking for a comic store. So I went up to a family that seemed safe and, and, and good to approach. Uh, it turned out, I think, I, I think they were Mexican or Spanish. Didn't speak a word of English, and our conversation quickly devolved into smiles and waves and have a great day and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And they couldn't tell me. Uh, when I was we're... in America, I shortcutted a lot of stuff. I said, like, can I put that on my card? Oh, yeah. And they were like, what? And I was like, <laughs> can I pay for it using my credit card, please? And they were like, oh, yeah. Like, Charge can it? I put it on my card? And they're like, what? <laughs> uh, my my uh, my dad yeah. had a weird experience where he went to a place that was like it was like a pub called like Phil's Beer and Hot Dogs or something like that, and I was like, oh yeah, fair enough, you know, just you know, nice on day. And he comes in and there's like it was kind of a bit restauranty, and they had like a person who would seat you and whatever. And he came in, they were like, hey, uh, so you know, like, how you doing? Like, how many people? What brings you in? And he goes, oh, just me. Uh, so I could it'd be nice to sit at the bar or something like that. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And like, and and what are you after? Oh, yeah. beer, beer and hot dog. And the guy was. Like, um, like it's just like you know, it's a place called like Johnny's Beer and Hot Dogs. Yeah. It's like I want beer oh, and hot dogs. I just didn't understand the, ex- the accent. 
Maybe, I don't know. It's just like the... But but they they do a lot of that kind of, you sit down, you order from a menu because they need to be giving you service so that they can get tips. Yeah. So there's very little like, just order a thing and get it and it's there and you eat it and you go. All right, we're getting lost in eat some trees now. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Brother Wise Games. They gave us lots of tweets and love for our Unearthed Show 103. Yeah, Uh, Brother Wise Games. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Get onto your uh, local Good Games store, get yourself a copy of Unearthed. By mentioning the uh, the password, anyone? Yep. Anyone? Kai? Anyone? Can you dig it? Kai certainly can. He's been loving that. Uh, yeah, if we've mentioned you today, including any of the winners, uh, get in touch at uh, podcast at sevenlandhand.com and uh, we'll, you can get a badge. Uh, you know, the uh, Hypermagic Nerd badge has been retired, but you can get a hot gar badge, an advertising tool, or uh, you can get one of the shit charging badger podcast uh, badges, which everyone seems to love. Um, yeah, so you can get on to Win on Earth. We've done that. Uh, next, oh, we'll be back in the fortnight's time with our review of Love Letter Craft Letter Love. Craft, craft, <laughs> love. Yeah, it's 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 so Lovecraftian. So as always, so letter prepare to so go. Love insane, insane with the love is way is how you get mem love. Yeah, oh, so insane in the love. Well, that was it, guys. That was uh, Magic the Gathering introduction to Ix Alan. Yeah, I d- uh, yeah. Like, I d- Got any dying thoughts on Ix Alan there? Yeah, you know, like it's. Uh, <laughs> what it's, is this? What is this voice? If, uh, if you're tr- the draft, why the draft ball? That's not gonna be the. Oh really? We've got to like draft it. No, 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 no. I kind of want to play in. I'm lim- suspecting the exact opposite. I was feeling like it was really going to go. It's, it's not. Uh, it, the, the power level of the cards is so like low, yeah. and then when they go charging monstrous on you, go. I have a handful of tutus. I can't <laughs> beat a five-five with trample and haste. What mm. are they thinking? And, uh, uh, I don't know. You make mistakes. And interestingly, the average uh, average mana cost uh, for this one... Oh, sorry, the... Uh, but base the, level and toughness. The, the, uh, Power and toughness. Mm, sorry, BPT. no, the mode. Uh, the mode CMC is that there are 31 cards at 3 mana uh, and only... And it's a huge drop. 19 at 5 and then 7 at 6. Yeah. And, but, like... I, yeah. So that's great creatures. stats. That's great, great stats. Mm. And in the dying seconds of the pod, I would also like to bring up the thought. You know the bread... Uh, acronym yeah has it now sort of become uh should our removal should that become the most important now ahead of bombs almost because removal is more plentiful and you can get if you get a ton of that you just take wiping their bombs out most of the time unless it's some sort of carnage tyrant you can't touch this kind of deal that's true but like the thing with removal is if you're not removing a bomb you're just removing some generic creature whereas with a bomb why you need more of it well you can't win the game with removal oh you so can (laughs) Have you heard of Ramadan Red? Yeah, they They get upset and flip the table. No, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You you need a win condition. So we should do instead of. So we should go to 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 bead. Oh yeah, which is table flippers. (laughs) Yeah, removal bombs. Table flippers. Yeah, Yeah, removal bombs. When I when someone plays. One with the wind on their Jade Guardian to give their Hexproof creature plus two plus two and flying. That's a table flipper. I'd first pick that. Yeah. Uh, very important final question. If you're trapped on an island by yourself and all you've got is what you can forage, a coconut, maybe a fish, uh, a, a bird here and there, um, <clears throat> I, f- I find that you it, you have a hard time kind of um, uh, having a satisfying movement. It's, it's like it, <laughs> yeah. Ixalan's binding is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's a good card, that. It's a good card. 
All right, well, that's good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.